Da 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 da. No, thank you. Welcome to a match made in space. I'm Allie Goodman, and I'm John Walter, and we are a married couple showing each other the '80s movies of our childhood. I'm sorry, you said that it's such a like. <laughs> That's how I always say it. And I'm John Walter. I always like, put on. What a... are you like, like Robert Stack? <laughs> it's been to... so. Long, it's been so long since you've done this sober that you don't realize that's how I say ooh, this. Ooh, dig, dig, dig. No. Look. If you actually look at our history, the last one we did was like six drunk. months ago yeah, when we were drunk, we and were then before drunk. that it was like six months. You realize it's been like over a year since a we've while done like a real. I know episode, it's right? good. It's good that we're back though. Um, uh, this yeah. is episode forty nine. Yes, in traditional MMIS fashion, we actually had planned to release this a week ago, but uh, one one of us got sick. Three of us got sick. Well, I'm o- I was only meaning of the two of, the two of, of us, <laughs> of which there are only two. Yes. Yes, Allie and the children got sick. We I had the flu. I was. I could have done it alone. I probably should have. It would have been much better. I'm Whoa. kidding. I'm kidding. No. Um, but nice. obviously, we were not able to do it because no. uh, it was a very, very bad, um, very bad flu, flu type like Omega, and it <laughs> it almost destroyed us. Uh, yeah. Allie's body was full of mood slime. It was terrible. It was really bad. It was very bad. We had to call um, on the Ghostbusters. No, I, know. <laughs> I wish we hadn't. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, so Ghostbusters too. So uh, this is yeah. So uh, normally at, at this point, but you you throw off the flow, I would say. And our movie this week uh, was Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two. two from 1989, directed by Ivan Reitman and starring essentially most of the main cast from Ghostbusters, uh, the original, um, which makes it all the more disappointing. If I'm re- going to be yeah, let's just honest. be brutally honest. I mean, we're kind of stepping up spoilers for uh, for our uh, you know indecision questions, uh, but uh, yeah. But um, yeah. But if you've um, seen this movie you, and you uh, well, don't feel the same way, then we, you're probably a millennial. Might, I was just gonna say. No, we, you're probably no. If you if you've seen this movie, and you don't feel this way. You're probably under a certain age. Was introduced to Ghostbusters by the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, and uh, then saw this movie that was aimed much more at children than the original Ghostbusters, and I, that's probably why you liked it because now you have childhood nostalgia for it. The way some people my age really liked the He-Man cartoon, even though it was absolute garbage trash. She-ra. Was also absolute garbage trash. I enjoyed Shira. The new one is good. Yeah, I you enjoyed it because you were you, nostalgia. That's nostalgia, right. Exactly. It's, it's, it was a toxic. terrible cartoon. Right. But awful. I loved it. The only good '80s cartoon was the GI Joe cartoon, and not because it was actually good, but because it was actually insane. <laughs> the GI Joe cartoon, ostensibly of all the toy cartoons, the most real-world grounded in the toys themselves, was the craziest of Which, execution. In so, the by the way, before we get into the the whole discussion of this movie and do our elevator pitch and all that, people but, will know exactly when I recorded this if they're certain Twitter uh, mutuals of mine because I literally just had this discussion about twenty five minutes ago on I wa- Twitter. I want to say um, that we did also randomly happen to uh, stumble upon. Well, we've we've been fans of the toys that made us the t- the Netflix show, and randomly stumbled upon the movies that made us right before we watched Ghostbusters two, and one of the 
movies that made us. We were already kids. planning to watch Ghostbusters. Right, that's been so on the that's been on the docket us. for a while. In fact, if, about a year ago, I put out a tweet asking whether I should do, and I listed a couple of vague options, and it was. Uh, disappointing sequel of a successful movie was one, and that's what everyone voted on. So that's how we ended up with this. But, 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 but <laughs> that was like a year but ago. But on the movies that made us, one of the, the four movies that they went through and did all the background and information for was Ghostbusters, which John knew a lot about, but I did not. It's because a lot of the stuff is actually in the special features of the Ghostbusters DVD, which was the first DVD I bought. Oh, well, that makes sense. So, And I did not know. So it was really actually very interesting to learn all of it and then watch this movie because... Um, the, the fact that I learned about Ivan Reitman coming on board and how important, like, all of the craziness that went on with the, the original script and all that kind of kind of fun stuff. And then coming in and being like, oh, and then that turned into this. Okay. Right, yeah. I, I got, yeah, there's a, there's, a, the, there's a whole bit of a story about the, the second Ghostbusters. The, the story of the original Ghostbusters is probably way more interesting. Right, sure. But there is a bit of a story on the, on the you know, the second Ghostbusters movie. But... Um, I, I just also had a realization as I was saying about the fact that that was the first DVD I bought. So the last DVD I bought oh, no. was Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> sort of an alpha and omega. Actually, I bought another Ghostbusters 1 because I bought it used with the set that's Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and like that green slime-looking cover that yeah. like was sold forever. And Which I think is kind of funny because I feel like, if I remember correctly, an individual called copy of Ghostbusters costs more than buying the Ghostbusters together. and Ghostbusters yeah. 2 because it's like oh man we gotta we you know we gotta give you a discount because you're taking Ghostbusters 2 home with you <laughs> yeah, thanks for is kind for of that. the setup yeah, I, right, I'm totally guessing like, on two for so one. yeah so Ghostbusters 2 obviously Ghostbusters was a massive and kind of unexpected success yes like it, it no one realized that was going to be a super huge hit movie no one really like expected like first of all they don't no one expected the theme song to be as big as it was it certainly wasn't as big as it, when it was Huey Lewis and the news song I want a new uh, drug but whatever <laughs> but whatever what, when, when Ray Parker modified it slightly yeah. he got sued over that I'm sure he uh, did he did not win <laughs> I'm sure he did not um, but um, but uh, you know it was such a massive mega hit you know like it turned it, it was spun off into a very successful children's cartoon and for for about three years the original cast wanted nothing to do with the sequel you know they're like nah nah you know because uh, you know they just were like yeah it was a thing we did it was a one-off thing um and, uh, and then they rolled dump trucks full of money right yeah, yeah. But, no no it just kind of turned into a thing where yeah. well first of all and then when they all finally like the there's a partnership of the four people who are considered creators of the movie, Reitman and the and uh, the three non Winston Ghostbusters. Yes, were kind of all treated as like you know major co creators of the original thing, and so they all had to be on board before they would make an, another sequel, which I believe is exactly why there was never a Ghostbusters three with the original cast, um, because after the failure of this movie financially and critic well not financially critically. Uh, this movie was not well received. Uh, it like it. Uh, Bill Murray absolutely, straight up did not want to do another one, and for years he was the only holdout. As you know, both Aykroyd and Ramis probably were like, "Please give me more money." Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Bill Murray was Can like, "No, I'm good. Yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with my career as yes. it is. Thank you very much." Um, you know, and unfortunately we've lost Harold Ramis since, so that will never a true <laughs> Ghostbusters three with the original Ghostbusters is not in the cards. And we know, of course, that there is a Ghostbusters sequel coming out that's a true, like, well, I guess... supposed to be. Well, it's it's, it's in the world of the original Ghostbusters, not like the 2016 reboot, which was not in the world of the Ghostbusters, just had the theme of the Ghostbusters. Um, I don't want to go into the details of those two. I don't want to talk about those two at all. 
uh, because it's incredibly divisive. I will say one thing. I think 2016 Ghostbusters was a pretty decent movie, not as good as the original. Um, it got a lot of hate for very sexist reasons. Yep. Um, which made it such that, like, you can't, like, much like The Last Jedi, you can't really talk about it critically without having to really get into a bunch of crap I don't want to get into. And I have zero interest in this new movie because I didn't even see the new trailer. I just heard everyone say, there's not any jokes in this, which leads me to believe there's a whole generation of people who think Ghostbusters is an action franchise. And that's... Or a horror movie. Yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, it's... it's action it's horror. Action or like comedy Yeah, but, but it's not. But it's not. My point no. is there's a whole generation of people who don't realize the whole thing was always a comedy. It's always and it was a never supposed to be... It's just that in the 80s, we had a lot of action comedies. Yeah. That was kind of a thing. But... um but I'm not. That's as far as I'm going to go into that. I don't want to talk about the the future of Ghostbusters past this movie. Um, anyway, this um, they. For, but even after that, Bill Murray was a, ha- a holdout on making a sequel because he was uh, tied up with the movie Scrooged, mm. and also he hadn't. And and Dan Aykroyd like. And then it turned into this whole thing of can we even do this? Because Dan Aykroyd had been in a series of flops. Yeah. Like Dan Aykroyd hadn't had a real successful movie since Ghostbusters. Harold Ramis was never a movie star. Um, you know, and like Murray, you know, he did Scrooge. Murray was a little, like, didn't do very many movies other than Scrooge in between Ghostbusters and this point. He did a little bit, but he wasn't, like, doing a ton of movies. So there was some question about, like, are they, by the time this thing was even, like, getting to the point, like, is this bankable? And then it finally turned it, like, and despite having five years in between the movie and despite the original Ghostbusters being famously rushed because... They were given a twenty-five million dollar budget, but they were given like, like a like year to make a it. A year to make it is ridiculous. This um, is including this movie, like animation. This movie and actually like, had a shorter turnaround by the time it was uh, finally agreed to made. But they spent a long time writing and prepping it. And right. it, it like it went through a lot of permutations. The original idea was that Dana was going to go to a trip to like Ireland or Scotland or something and find a fairy ring. You know those. <laughs> you know what a fairy ring yes. is, right? Yeah. Find a fairy ring and. It, like realize there's a problem and call the Ghostbusters, etc. And then ultimately they settled on the premise of this one, which I'm going to stop before saying the premise of this one because it is time for Allie to give us the elevator pitch that I forgot about. Am I? Uh, oh, my starting. You're going starting? first. Oh, You're going am first. I going first? Because the, the rule is whoever remembers the elevator pitch first throws the other person under the bus. That's. But I remembered it at the beginning. But you didn't say it. I did. But you didn't throw me under the bus. But oh. You forgot to do that. I did throw you under the bus. The bus is. Don't worry. It's a ghost bus. It'll go. It, it's driven it's by slime. It'll go right through me. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, um. No, the train goes through. The bus is driven by slime. Yes. Yes. We'll talk about that. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, all right, elevator pitch. Here we go. <clears throat> Imagine Planet of the Apes. I am imagining it. Imagine the end of Planet of the Apes. I'm imagining it. And what if the end of Planet of the Apes... Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. Oh my God, it was Earth. All the time. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, continue your pitch. That, Sorry. That was a terrible Simpsons joke. <laughs> um, no, that 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 was you you got it. That that okay. was it. Okay, you want all right, I guess it's my turn. It's your turn now. Okay. Please, for the love of God, Ghostbusters shouldn't be a franchise. Make it one movie. Don't make this. That's my elevator pitch. That's it a good lost. one. It lost. It lost. You, you somehow against all odds, I got a movie made I didn't want made. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. I my genuine belief. Did you by actually the way, put it, it in as it was it was supposed to be a flop? No, I so actually... that they could make money? No, um, no. Unfortunately, it was supposed to make money. And it did. <laughs> um, no, no. There, no, there was nothing... This movie did not fail. It didn't capture the imagination of the public or 
or be as successful as Ghostbusters Part 1, but I am fairly certain I didn't actually look at the box office. No, but yes. I would be stunned if this movie did not make back its budget um, just just on people. So let's yeah, it, it was budget was between 30 and 40 million and the box office was 215 million. It did fine. It did fine. It did fine. But um so yeah, I, I but before we start, I really am passionate about the idea that like Ghostbusters should have been a one and done movie. Yeah. It's a fine movie. I love it. One of my favorite movies of the 80s. It didn't need more than what it had. Yeah. It was exactly perfect. And every attempt to extend Ghostbusters outside of that movie, with the arguable exception of the cartoon show, which is aimed at children and therefore doesn't have to be brilliant or artistically successful, just decent enough, uh, just has not worked for me enough to justify the hype and the kerfuffle around it. And we have friends who are huge Ghostbusters fans who dress up as Ghostbusters. That's great. Have fun with it. I just don't think the franchise... I don't think it ever has warranted a true franchise in my mind. And I think the movie is a masterpiece. I love the original Ghostbusters a lot. Like, I will I will go to the mat for it when people are like, oh, it's kind of overrated. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's not it's kind of overrated. Really... You think it's kind of overrated because of all the other stuff that came after it yeah. has poisoned your view to it. Yeah. It is a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie with a brilliant concept. Like, Elevator Pitch for Ghostbusters is great. Like... Blue collar scientists set up a set up a ghost exterminating system. Yeah. <laughs> like that's amazing. Yeah. Ghosts are real and they can be beaten by science. It's yeah. such a cool idea. It is such a cool you idea. You know, um, and and the original movie, they're kind of just they're, even though they're all scientists, they're kind of schlubs. You know, and it's it's kind of it's they're, they're they're basically working class Joes, even if they are technically like people with multiple doctorates. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they are like that's kind of the whole deal with Ghostbusters, and it's. A lot of fun and okay. well done. Let's get okay. to this. So movie. the movie begins with, uh, you know, basically. It says a, it's five years later. We see, a, yeah, we see a crap. It's five years later. Smash cut to five years later after the credit uh, music, and we get uh, actually the credits come after this. So, like it's a, it, it, it uh, five years later is how it begins. You go down to a crack on the sea, and Nickelodeon's gack, some some purple Nickelodeon's gack, is coming out of the ground. Yep. And then we see Dana Barrett from Ghostbusters. With a baby. Whose baby? She's pushing a pram. Yeah, and remember at the end of Ghostbusters, she and Vinkman had kissed and it looked like they were together, so it looks like it's their kid. Nah, psych. 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 It's not going to be. Um, We have a lot of generic New Yorkers fighting, which is actually premised for the plot. It's not just, like, it's not just 100% just dumb New York York, gags. Right. But it mostly is dumb New York gags. And she's pushing a baby, and uh, the the baby carriage basically pulls away from her as if by magic, and And she has to chase, 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 chase. And uh, you know, I don't remember exactly why I wrote because I have to run away, baby. You know, the baby runs away. It stops. She gets it just before it gets hit by in traffic by a car. And I don't know why I wrote "Man, fuck this movie." I think I just the credits started and the 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 ghost logo with the two comes up, and I just immediately was mad because I've seen this movie several times, and I've never. I was disappointed with this movie the first time I saw it as a kid. It's been disappointing. I'm the one who showed Allie this, yeah, by the way. We never clearly. actually stressed that. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Allie had never seen Ghostbusters 2. And, you know, I feel bad that I've introduced this to the world because it's exactly the opposite of my ethos that there should not be a second Ghostbusters movie. But I figured we had to do this. This is kind of important. Um, yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really don't like yeah. this is my, This isn't my Cobra because there are moments in this movie I like. I don't hate it with a passion. I'm just saddened and annoyed by its existence. I want to just point this out, too, that, like, there's, as we return to some of these movies of the 80s, you know, and where I, because I don't know if you do this, but when I watch some of these movies, I think about, I think about who I am now, but I also have to sort of crawl into myself if I were in that era of time, Uh and I was like in, you know, I was a kid, 
And so I, I, I do that when I watch these movies, and it's very I mean, interesting. You were, you, were, you were about 13 when this movie came out, by the way. Okay, just but so, just I, so you know. But like, I was like still a kid. You were still a kid, but you weren't like a little, little kid. You were, you were early teens. No, yeah, okay, yeah. but still. My point is that when I crawl into the, the, like, sort of the skin of I was in during that era of time, it, it's, it's interesting because as I am now, the age I am now, with kids, I don't, 87. Think, I don't think that my outlook before children would have necessarily been all that different than it would have been when I was 13. Right. Whereas now that I have children, I feel like I have a totally different take oh, on Oh, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. There was which a... is a, which, I mean, they're only talking seven years ago yeah. that I would have seen things probably closer to how I would have seen them back then. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm like so far beyond that, but there are things I've evolved have... beyond the need for yeah. non-child life. I, but it's not even that. It's more <laughs> no, like, I, and I think about this very, one of the things I've always said, I don't like watching children get hurt in movies and I don't like watching animals yeah. get hurt. We've talked about this yeah. before. But I am like, you, I, I had to, I had to very much stress, don't worry, the baby will never really truly be in any real danger even if it looks like he is. Like I was, The baby will be safe at the end of the movie. I was a mess because I couldn't, the thought of it was I know, and I'm like, I know, I, I didn't, because you were so emotional, I couldn't make fun of you about it, but like, I, like the fact that you thought in a movie that is essentially aimed at children that they would kill a baby. Well, I didn't think they were going to kill a baby. Do you know how many movies kill babies? Very few. Yeah, I know, but that's not <laughs> even my, very few. That's not even my point. It's like, I have such a good imagination of what I terrible know. things can happen and I have such intrusive thoughts when it comes to that kind of thing that it's like it's like it goes and, 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 and honestly it's very much like remember the time that painting possessed Jackson like when he was five well, that was really scary that was that was awful yeah, and like was really I, I get like we, we kind of like it brought back a lot of bad memories it really did I, I would really much prefer to not see things like that if we can so, avoid them so, so anyway so I just wanted to point so anyway, that out so this was a, this was stressful for me so then the point. next thing we see after the ghost bust after the credits is we see uh, Winston, Winston Zedmore and Ray Stan- Raymond Stance Dr. Raymond stance uh like like driving the ectomobile as they like started calling it around this time uh i always think of it as ecto one but for some reason ectomobile became like kind of the big deal around this time probably because they had a well the toy yeah it was a toy uh and it's it's been modified a lot from the first movie it's got all this nonsense on the top of it that makes it look less cool you know, it kind of reminds me of when the when the when the Delorean comes back at the end of Back to the Future and, it oh, yeah. and there's like Mister Fusion and all yeah. that crap inside of it. It's kind of like that, only stupider. It's like it's got, it's got like a marquee around yeah, it. It basically it's got looks like, like a, a bunch like, of greebles all over the top. Basically, what it is know? is like the, how cabs now actually advertise for other stuff. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, there was like a big sign on the top for for Wicked coming through town. Yeah, right. and like, you know, it was, <laughs> actually, it was the '80s. It would have been the same as now. Would have been, been cats. for cats. <laughs> you know, um, very good, very good, very good, very good. You know, too bad there was never an 80s Cats movie. I guess we could do a whole episode on that weird PSA where they, an accident, an accident. The humans had an accident. A child, a child. Oh my goodness. If so, you've never seen that, I did share it on Twitter recently. Just please Google Cats, cats uh, is, it, is it Drunk Driving PSA or Seatbelt PSA? I don't know, but I, I will tell you that we can put it up on MMIS. Yeah, and yeah we can probably can. Um, but um, yeah, you should definitely watch that because... If you think Cats was ever not creepy, no, I'm sorry, it always was. Always creepy. Um, even live act, even done like with live action theatrical. So they go and they do theory. this birthday. Party. So they, it turns out to be a ghost. They yeah. set it up like it's not a birthday party. Like that. Well, what are we ready? It's a lot of them. It's going to be tough, you know. And then it's kids, and it's the kids are disappointed. And this is when we learn. This is when we first learn that the Ghostbusters like have, despite their being on top of the world five years ago, they were sued by every single city, state, county organization 
they have basically been forced out of business. For some reason, everyone thinks they were running a, a, a fraud. Yeah, doesn't make like, sense. Which is absurd. Like, I mean, sometimes I make fun of Star Wars for people not remembering the Jedi that happened within their own lifetime. You know, but like this is ridiculous. It was five years ago, and it had to have been on national television. <laughs> they were, they were, they'd swept the nation, and now they're like they're one hundred percent at rock bottom. Apparently, Ray and Winston will occasionally dress up as Ghostbusters for children's parties. So they they do like, and this is the thing. This is the first of two diegetic existences of things that should not be in the movie for Ghostbusters lore. Like they push a button on a, on a tape deck. And it plays the actual Ghostbusters theme, theme. and they're singing and dancing to it, and the kids are booing. As they should be. As they should be. Why is that diegetic? The Ghostbusters theme didn't exist in the world of Ghostbusters. That would be literally like if when Luke was flying into the Death Star, he was like, da 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 da. Like, that's not part of it. Indiana Jones doesn't whistle while he's swinging across with the whip. It's it's a score, you motherfucker. I get so, I, I hate I hate when things are diegetic in worlds that it shouldn't be. It'd be one thing if Ghostbusters was a movie that was breaking the fourth wall and making jokes about itself. And while it kind of pokes fun, it's not Gremlins 2, the new batch, you know, which is a great two that came out of uh, the ne- the following year where like it like that actually deconstructs the original for humor purposes. Ghostbusters 2 does not deconstruct Ghostbusters. It retreads Ghostbusters in a more watered down way. And part of the reason this I think as I mentioned is the success of the real Ghostbusters cartoon show made the studio think of it as much more of a kids property than it was marketed as mm. originally. Originally, right. Originally it was just a comedy for adults. There were no toys originally. In fact, the first Ghostbusters toys were toys based on the cartoon. Right. You know, so and also, by the way, smoking all throughout Ghostbusters. If you watch the original Ghostbusters, one thing, if you've not thought about it before, if you're re- ever rewatching Ghostbusters or watching it for the first time because you've somehow never seen it, look at how many people smoke in that movie. People are smoking constantly in Ghostbusters. No one smokes in Ghostbusters 2 because the studio realized now that we're marketing this more as a kid's movie, we got to take these cigarettes out. You know, so it sort of defeats their working class. It, it, the first movie has a lot more rough edges. It's a lot like... It's a lot more like cynical and mean spirited. It's kind of like Second City. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's well, it, it well, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, it's got like, but like the second movie, like part of the problem I have with this is again, it's like the first movie only weaker. So anyway, um, so Venkman at this time is actually um, a. <laughs> A, a local cable television. Like it's, it looks like public access, but yeah. it must be more than that because he's getting paid. He's to getting do paid it. to do it. But it's like it's yeah. He's like a low rent cable uh, mm-hmm. like paranormal TV show he's like, host. He's like World of Psychic. Which oh, by the way, we skipped Egon. We'll get to him in a second. Well, he he was before that. I know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We'll get to him in a second. So and uh, and he gets and so you see him on this television, but you know that he hasn't. He's not connected with um, Egon right at this exact moment. Because we see Egon talking to Dana. Yeah, and Dana's like, please don't tell Peter. He's like, I don't think he'll, you know, like, don't get, because that was why I wanted to do Egon yeah. first, is for the plot. She doesn't matter. Dana goes to Egon about her baby wandering off, because again, like, it, like the carriage creepy. moved on its own. And Egon is in the middle of running one of his many very immoral experiments. Uh, well, this is like, this is an Egon, this movie's Egon is a little worse in a lot of ways. And like then the first Egon, he's 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 a lot skeevier. Yeah, he's skeevier. He's, he's much pervier, you know. But he's doing this thing where he's basically trying to measure negative emotions, which sets into it. So he's being incredibly like 
it's incredibly cruel to people. Yeah. Like he's like like the whole experiment. They don't know it. And by the way, this is something that you have to get serious and like you have to get all sorts of board approval for this kind of experiment in reality. Uh, because I know about like good clinical practices, like doing something like this to people. It's a tough experiment to like do because he's the experiment is not like what the people are there for. These people are there like mer a couples counseling thing, and he's got them like waiting in a room where the temperature's going up like a degree every few minutes and it's been there they've been there for hours it's like 95 degrees in there and they're fighting you know and like it's like it's super immoral and then day and then dana comes in tells him the problem and she says don't bring vinkman into this and he's like you know it's like he hadn't talked to vinkman in ages and he's not he's not going to bother with vinkman for that but and then he tell like she's like does he ever talk about me and you know you know obviously we've learned from her not wanting him involved that they are broken up you know, and we learned that they broke up like not long after the ghost, but like they dated for a while, but like he would, he kind of sucked as a boyfriend and they broke up. Right. And, um, and Your Egon favorite says, moment Egon is, it's probably, the, I, I had not noticed this. I laughed very hard at this moment. It's one of the hardest laughs I've gotten from this movie. They're not, they're not many that, I, yeah. that, that it gives me, but, um, he's been scanning people with this device when they like to scan their negative emotions and, and, and like on some little like meter. And when she's not looking at him, she says, does he like? She's like, does he ever? Does he ever talk about me? And Egon says, no. And then immediately waves the scanner at her. <laughs> like it is, it is such a shitty thing. Yeah. And again, one of the things I love about Egon in the first movie, Egon is probably my favorite character in the movie in the in the first Ghostbusters. I mean, it has nothing movie. to do with you looking like him. Yeah, no, it has nothing to do. I, I no longer have tall hair, <laughs> although I, I I do have uh, Harold Ramis's later career body now. <laughs> you know, I did have I was tall and thin like Egon. I did have tall hair and needed glasses when I was younger. Yes, but the thing I like about Egon is he's such a science nerd and so disconnected with reality. You get these wonderful deadpan readings from him all the time, and mm -hmm. I feel like. It gets a little too winky in this one. It does. Like he's he, like it's like it's kind of like Leslie Nielsen is so funny in Airplane because he's a, he this is he's never done comedy before and he's treating it like a serious actor and he's hilarious in it and he's still very funny as the Naked Gun movies start. Not the same. But as the later in his career, the more he's leaning into the huh, 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 yeah. I'm a comedic actor now and it's like the funniest part of Leslie Nielsen was how much gravitas he had yes. saying ridiculous lines yes. completely deadpan yes and that's what kills me about Egon is like the lines he says all like I collect spores molds and fungus yeah you know that's a big like that uh, imagine a Twinkie you know like that is funny but Egon there's like a little bit of a wink like sometimes it works but uh, like sometimes it's the old magic but it's a little too winky it's, it's, it's a little too comfy with the character yeah you know he was better when he was uncomfortable with the fact that he was like a human being. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because he's he's like he's obviously he's very geeky. He's very specialized. I mean, if I'm gonna say it, he's probably uh, he's probably mildly on the autism spectrum. He's very like you know like he's very self-contained with his research. Like a lot of the great humor in the first movie is uh, is you know Janine flirting with him and him not realizing. Yeah. It. You know, like the, how much she's flirting with him. You know, I think they soften the edges of Janine too much in this movie. Oh, we'll get to that. Yes. Yeah, there's choices made, especially with Janine, that I hate. Let me going back. Let me pop in about Dana really quick. Oh, oh I want to do uh, before oh. we do Dana. Can we do? Can we finish something about Peter? Yeah, sure. The, in the show, um, because oh, yeah. um, so it's uh, like he, he interviews this guy who talks about how the, the world is going to end on New Year's, and he's been having these crazy dreams about it, which is kind of the setup for this movie. This movie is a New Year's movie. Yeah, that's right. This movie, along with Hudsucker Proxy, is the only New Year's movie I can think of. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm sure there are other ones. But it's like, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a New Year's movie. Um, 
And then he interviews Chloe Webb, and she has, like, you know, which was, uh, I didn't realize it was Chloe Webb until this, this watch through, and I'm like, holy shit, it's Chloe Webb. Yeah. Um, and she, she has a, she says that it's going to end on Valentine's Day 2016, and she was so close it was Election Day. Um, but uh, she was so close on that. Uh, but she predicted it because these aliens told her, and the aliens, it's pretty obvious the aliens were just, like, guys who came to her house with her that she picked up in bars, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Uh, but she's but she's like, they had to have been aliens. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so um, so Dana. Um, oh, so Dana right now is, um, so in this movie, apparently she, in five years, has learned the amazing skill of art restoration. Yeah, they've completely killed, like Dana was a concert cellist, a yeah. professional concert cellist, you know, I think with the New York Philharmonic. I thought she was, yeah. Or at least with some some sort of major, uh, you know, thing. And she's abandoned that career, though she still does have a cello in her she house. She does play the cello sometimes. Well, she doesn't play it. It's She's never shown playing it. Oh, you're right. Peter yeah. picks it up and, and right. plays it like a guitar, yeah. like an asshole, uh, later in the movie. Um, but um, she's playing it at one point. Maybe she is. Maybe she plays it for the kid. No, yeah. she does, so maybe. She's you're right. It you're at right. One she point. does, I think. But like she still plays it, but like it like she's no longer a professional. Now she is a professional art restorer, which is not a career you can enter into from scratch in probably five years, I think. And if you can, you're certainly not working on a Gauguin like it mentions that she's doing yeah. in the movie. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. This is but they needed her to they needed her to be mm-hmm. there and yeah. have a reason to be working on this restoration project really quickly before I forget. Yeah. Um, there's a quick scene where Lenny the mayor ignores the two Ghostbusters Winston and Way when they're walking by, yeah. you know, from the first movie. And we meet Lenny's assistant, who is this movie's closest thing to Walter Peck. And look, yeah. I like Kurt Fuller. I do. Like he's had some funny bits and pieces of material yeah. in his life. Um but Kurt Fuller is no William Atherton. I mean, and he's never the threat Walter Peck is, no matter what happens yeah, in the movie. That's true. Like even well, he's like, also an underling in, in a way that's different than yeah. Walter Peck is a like well, it's interesting. I will I, I actually do agree with the uh, the problem with Walter Peck is he's technically right, and making an environmental uh, EPA guy your villain is ultimately a little reactionary yeah, for yeah. the original Ghostbusters. But the trick with Walter Peck and why he's a villain is he oversteps his bounds. Yes. He, like, despite being warned that, like, this is, like, stuff that will make things worse to shut down, he shuts it down. Like, he just, yeah, like, he, Walter Peck's problem is he's drunk with power. Yes. He's not following the proper channels to actually say, like, there is a reason. Like, he doesn't research this and say, well, we can't, like, to shut this down properly, we need to go through certain steps. Right. So Walter Peck basically risks the city being blown up in a nuclear like explosion even as much as the Ghostbusters did. But also that's part of the humor of Ghostbusters that these guys have unlicensed nuclear power packs right. on their backs. It's ridiculous. But um, I want to get that in because it's on my notes early and I don't want to get past it that like that we've got Kurt Fuller playing them. Uh, Lenny's back. I can't remember the actor who plays him. Um, Donald Margolin? Oh, Margul- it might be. Donald Margulies? Um, oh, whatever is it. What, whoever it is, he's the Lenny from the, the same mayor. He's still mayor. You know. He's the guy who's always obviously the, it was an election year, and him backing the Ghostbusters got him reelected. But he, now he's turning his back on the Ghostbusters. I'm gonna say it's the actor that's always up for the same roles that Michael Kostroff is up for. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think, I think he might be dead now. I don't. Know. Oh, he might be. That's you know true. what? I just realized I could. I, I actually have the Ghostbusters wiki page open for yeah, you to make sure that I like like. So I'm pretty sure I could probably look up what actor what the actor's name is. Um, David Margulies. Yeah, it is David Margulies. Mayor Lenny Klotch. Yeah. Klotch being, of course, a parody of uh, Ed Koch. Lenny Klotch being Ed, Ed Koch. Koch. Yeah. But, um, um, so 
Okay, so so all right, so we know that she's in the she's working at art and art. art By the way, the reason I got Margulies and Margolin wrong is because Janet Margolin plays a role later in the movie. She's the prosecutor later when they're in in, in, in the courthouse. So um, when she's there, you meet her boss or the supervisor. Guy, the I would supervisor, say supervisor, teacher. Really... I don't exactly. He's know kind of a, he's kind of like he's kind of all that. Like he's her mentor and boss, and he's it's. Uh, Peter McNichol, who I always think is from Porky's, but isn't. No, that's that's uh, Daniel Monahan or something yes, like that. Yes, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. I, but I always remember. I remember him as being uh, a lot of Pee Wee from Porky's, but he's not. He's, he's not. not. He is from Alley McBeal. He and is from Thirties. I don't know. Is he uh, well, here's a here's a. No, he was thing. not in Thirties. Peter McNichol. Uh, he was in. He was in uh, Chicago. Sophie's Med. Choice. Sophie's Choice. Chicago. Adam's Med. Family Values. He was the oh, he's the camp counselor in Adam's good. Family Values. Oh, he's so good. I love Peter McNichol. Peter he's McNichol. Great. And I, you know what, I'm gonna say this right now. Peter McNichol is better in this movie than he has to be. Yeah, agreed. He is he's much. So good. He's so funny and goofy and stupid in this movie. Like he's he is acting as broad as he should for this. And movie. And he's having a delightful he's, like, time. He's having, and by the way, uh, I, I learned fairly recently that his character Janosch was not originally supposed to be Eastern European. He was supposed to be named Jason. Uh-huh. And, but he figured since, like, the painting villain, as we'll get to, Vigo the Carpathian, you know, he, he, that he should be also Carpathian. And so he, he came up with this silly accent that's not in the script that's based on friends of his from Czechoslovakia, some Romanian people he knew, and also partially based, apparently, on Meryl Streep and Sophie's Choice. <laughs> So, uh, you know, which he was also, which he, which he was in with. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of like, so that is kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of a lot of like things thrown together. Like he's very over the top, at, like ridiculously so. And he's like, perfectly. He kind of ca- reminds me of John Lovitz in The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Where it's like he has a, a fairly small part, but he's like very, very funny in it and stupid in it. And it works for the movie. The movie's dumb as hell. Yeah. But he's, uh, like, he embra- he's trying. He gets he is to be trying part of that embrace so, of that. Yeah. Like it's funny because like I, it. He's on levels of trying hard. It feels like the least less important you were to the original Ghostbusters, the more you're trying hard. And he wasn't even in it. Yeah. You know, like the other people are trying. Like I feel like Ernie Hudson is trying almost too hard. <laughs> like in it, uh, Rick Moranis actually okay. Rick Moranis is important in both. Rick Moranis is trying very hard in this. I think Rick Moranis is still pretty good in this one. Mm-hmm. Like with what he's given. You know, but like, there's a little bit of too hard try her, and I feel like Annie Potts tries too hard. I think the part, the, the thing I loved about her was how detached she was in the yeah. first one, and she's not detached enough in no. this one. Uh, but like, but meanwhile, Murray, I know Murray's not fa- is famous for not trying very hard in in movies when he doesn't want to. Murray is going through the motions. Oh, it's so clearly. Uh, Ramus is going through the motions. Aykroyd's trying fairly hard because I think this is Aykroyd knowing this is like one of his last shots at running a movie. Yeah, like. I mean, like, over the next few years after this, he basically ground his career to a screeching halt, weirdly enough. Even though he had some critically acclaimed roles in that time, like, he, like his Ackroyd's career basically, like, what starts a nosedive. From Ghostbusters, mid-'80s, like, Spies Like Us was still a pretty big hit, and then it just sort of, like, swizzle, sort of swirls down the drain. Nothing But Trouble put a big nail in that coffin. Um, and then, you know, like... He had a, you know, he's come back for small roles and things. Like, he, he was pretty good in uh, Gross Point Blank. But, like, you know, like, Aykroyd was, this is like Aykroyd flailing. And it's it's kind of sad, because there was a time when Aykroyd was, like, king of the world of comedy. Yeah. And Aykroyd's very funny. But he's, like, this movie's... Did what, Dragnet come out after this? Dragnet came out around the same time. It's I, basically I think he's about the same very time. funny in Dragnet. And Dragnet I, don't, and I think, I think Dragnet's movie. a better movie. 
Well, I know it's been a long time since I've seen it. I was it, about but I'll to argue say that. that, and I would also say that unfortunately, it didn't get the critical acclaim that it could have. I mean, I don't know if the movie itself is that great. It's better than Ghostbusters too. I think I would agree with that. But my point is that um, I think he's. He is seriously one of the funniest lines I, to this day still quote from that movie. Well, Dragnet, by the way, started the trend, which was continued with Adam's Family and Brady Bunch, of taking old shows into movies and repurposing them a bit and realizing like how like they would fit into the real world in that like like the Jack Webb, uh, Joe Friday character is super straight-laced, but the rest of the world around him is not. Yeah. You know, like the entire Dragnet was a square show. Yeah. It was super square. Always was, you know, like Harry Morgan was not like lighthearted to Jack Webb, you know, but in the Dragnet sh movie, we got Tom Hanks pre-drama role Tom Hanks. Yes. Like when Tom Very Hanks Very bachelor, still, bachelor like, party. Well, it's, it's more like, uh, what, what's the movie we did um, with Tom, with him? Oh, and volunteers. Volunteer, more volunteers slash Joe versus the volcano era yeah. Tom Hanks. This is Tom Hanks was also in a spiral of free fall. Come well, to yeah, think of it, but he got out. Right after that became Bonfire of the Vanities, which I never Ooh. saw, but apparently he was not so great in that. Bonfire of the Vanities was, by the way, a movie. I've never seen it either, but uh, apparently Tom Wolfe uh, completely disavowed it. I'm sure. Because he wrote the book. He said, yeah. like, he was like, this is nothing. Like what I what I wrote. Please do not blame me for this movie. Right. I did not do this. Do not do not lump me in. Right. You know, in my, you know, like much the same way Alan Moore does with all of his adaptations. Like he was like, nope, nope, nope no, dude, don't me. even credit me. Nope. Don't even put my name on this. Nope. I don't want it. Do not use me in your ads. You know, nope. Uh, but um, <coughs> man, we're not getting very far in this movie. No. So the basic plot of this movie is that um, the, this Vigo. Uh, painting that is yeah, there's, a, there's a painting of a for, of a Carpathian leader who died in like this in like 1600 and something right at the age of 100 and something um, after being and they kind of rip off Rasputin and be like they like this is later in the movie but it doesn't matter yeah. uh, you know like like he was shot stabbed uh, poisoned oh, yeah, yeah, whatever like, or drawn and quartered yeah like it essentially like you know and his last words were that he was going to come back and blah 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 which you know you know to get his revenge because he was like a sorcerer and whatever and he was this horrible evil dude and so, you know, like there's this painting of him looking all evil that like that that Janosch is uh, renovating for, you know, they brought it out of storage. And as he's doing it, then these eyes start moving on the pic on the painting and they essentially possess Janosch. Um, Which I think comes know. later. Yeah, but, but, the whole, but I mean, we can we don't have to. Yeah, but my later. point is this. That, here's the important part. You know that Janosch has a thing for Dana because he's hit on her a few times and she keeps telling him no. And he knows enough about her to know that she has a baby at home. That's about the extent of what we know is that he she's rebuffed his advances. Not in a mean, and he's never been mean or weird about it. He's actually a very seems like a very like nice guy. Just doesn't quite mm -hmm. get that she's not interested. And I don't. I never felt like he was creepy about it yet. No, he's he's more like. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, he's like, hi, I kind of want to be with you. Yeah, like he's, yeah. He, like he's a little overbearing, but like not like it. Like it looks more like he doesn't realize he's being overbearing. Correct. Like he has a crush on her, but I think he thinks he's hiding it. Yes, exactly. You know, like more more than like because he's like, oh, we well, could go out. You know, yeah, he's a he's not sinister. No. And, and, and it, it helps that Sigourney Weaver is a foot taller than him. Yes, <laughs> you know, so like like she does not like he's never imposing. He's cringing. He's cr yes. You know, like like she. You know, like we know what's, and we know Sigourney Weaver can stop an alien invasion. So, like, right, we're we, not, yeah, we're not, we're not like, like, she, like she doesn't. She can handle that. herself, but, right? Yeah. But the point is that that's important because of. Well, he'll eventually get possessed by the painting yes. and become like the like the Renfield to Vigo's Dracula. Yes, you know, essentially. Yes. Um, 
before we go, uh, like we got to jump back now. So Dan, so Dana has gone to Egon for help, and Egon has gone to Ray, and they're at Ray's bookstore. Oh yeah, Ray's and by the way, I think the funniest thing about Ray owning an occult bookstore is this: this should have just been Dan. Dan Aykroyd would be so much happier if he just owned a little weird occult bookstore somewhere. Yeah, like like he didn't even have to make money. Like just, just maybe he does. Maybe he's got one in Toronto or something somewhere. He might, but like, well, you know, like, but instead of like trying to vo- market like crystal vodka skull shit, you know, like, you know, like, just, just you make it a, get an occult bookstore. Just sit there, a coffee know, like, shop and bookstore. But like, anyway, he's in there, and it like it actually looks like a fun bookstore. Ooh, I would does. go there. I would go but there. he's like he's sitting in there, and he's got like he's got the, a pipe. the one. Yeah, he's got a pipe, not lit. Not That's lit. the one concession concession to the fact that uh, basically every scene in Ghostbusters, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Vinkman has a uh, not Vinkman Stan Ray has a Stance has a uh, a cigarette hanging out of his mouth in like pretty much every scene huh. in that movie. Um, but that's the last time we'll see any of that. Um, they start talking about measurements of this at some point when they go in. Like um, oh and, and oh and oh this Egon is when Peter has, impo- Peter imposes himself on the situation right but but before you do Egon has told Dana that he's going to bring in uh, stamps. Uh, stamp I want to bring yeah. in Ray to this yeah. you know and uh, and but like she and, but basically Vinkman shows up uh, they're they're lousy at lying so he finds out about Dana and the investigation and everything and he basically pushes himself into that and they go to Dana's place right they're investigating it they're talking this is the thing that drives me crazy. Super crazy because normally one of Dan Aykroyd's best skills ever is making up fake techno babble, especially fake occult techno babble because he genuinely believes in this stuff. Right. You gotta like the difference between Harold, like Egon and Ray in reality as actors is Harold Ramis is legitimately materialist in this and does not believe any of the ghost stuff that that Aykroyd legitimately believes in as a person. Like. Yeah, Ackroyd's whole family his is whole ghost family people. His whole family is ghost people, yeah. You know, like like he, like he he's got generations of people who are like occult investigators. And they, like, if you like ever... He, and he makes a joke in the behind the like ghost yeah. bu- movies that made us thing that he like he's just continuing the family business by doing this Ghostbusters. Literally. And, and, and the original writing of the, the original Ghostbusters, that script was wackadoodle. Oh, no. You, think need, it's you, wack- needed, you needed Ramus to rein him in. You, it was wackadoodle. Ramus was there to turn it, and, 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 and Reitman were there to like pound it into something that made much more reality. Because sense. when it first like, landed as on the page. As wild as the original Ghostbusters is, Reitman's idea was to make them working class Joes and not like, like, yeah. like to make them, well, make them scientists who start it. Like the original version was like set in the future. It was and set they, in the future. Like they, they were, were just like, guys who worked at the Ghostbusters. That, like that's company. like, a, and there were a lot of other ghosts. They were like yeah. all like plumbers. Like yeah. there was there was yeah, there, there was Ghostbusters everywhere. All everywhere. Which is a funny concept, yeah. but not not enough to carry a movie. No. So um, what makes it unique? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there. But, but going back, he's really good at this kind of techno babble. But at one point, Egon and Ray, twice in like a like a thirty second period, use imperial measurements to discuss something. They're scientists. Use yeah. fucking metric. metric. Yeah. What like. Why? Like that's like the easiest thing to fix. Like I am not a scientist, but I know if I'm writing a scientist, everything they say measurement wise is going to be metric. They talk about like inches, and like I think they use like gallons or something. Something like there's like a couple of times they don't use the metric system. It's it's like if Winston didn't use it, great. But Winston is Winston's still checked out of the movie at this point. So Winston showed up at the beginning, and and like this is unfair. By the way, this is another problem I have with the movie. Drives me nuts. Is but Zedmore is there. Like, I don't know. Like, and who knows what he's doing for a living since Ghostbusters have broken up. But he's he does this with Ray. He's obviously there. He considers himself a full-on Ghostbuster. He is 
part of the team, and it takes the like this movie should have so much more of him than it has. Well, and the first <coughs> Ghostbuster should have so much more. Well, they of him even than said originally he was supposed to come in on page like twenty eight or the something. Original the original doesn't come up until sixty five. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's un- yeah he gets he gets he, he gets, gets sh- he was like like there was a lot of lines that like he originally had that were given to other actors yeah it's terrible yeah like it's, fuck fuck all y'all yeah it's terrible and he's so great like I love him so oh and anyway they're going around Dana's apartment there's one Peter I'm I'm gonna throw this observation in now sure. because it's not in my notes and I might forget to say sure. it um the problem with Vinkman in this movie is the problem with Bill Murray in general is Bill Murray gets by on charm um, and charisma yeah but bill murray's both in reality and in all the movies he's in just about is kind of an asshole yes and like he gets by with it because he's charming and fun in, like in the way he's an asshole a lot of the time but in this movie he's not charming enough or fun enough so it's like i don't think peter changes as a character in between movies but he feels like more of a dick because he's less funny and he's le- and it's like the movie itself is less engaging I feel like I feel less sympathy for him. Like, you know, like they even set it up at the, like like they even set it up at the beginning that like you know, like the reason he broke like that Dana left him was because he kept referring to her as the old ball and chain. Yeah. And like he like he just treated her like crap. And like I get it, we're going for a redemption arc in this movie with him. You know, but like it just it But just... also can I also point out too that like they they try to take this this um they try to take this thing with the the fact that he's, you know, Oh, supposedly so good with the kid. Like he doesn't like kids, but then he meets the baby, and he p- apparently has this like great connection with him. I gotta tell you, if I watched some guy like talking to my baby and being with my baby the way that he was, like I was not comfortable. He I, took I, liberties. I was a lot. really uncomfortable with the way he was with that baby. Like and that's like, what I mean about like yeah, being and, in and, a different and the position. Thing is, the now. way he's acting with the baby. I've had babies. I don't think babies would actually respond that no. well to that in reality. No. I mean, that luckily they had the calmest baby oh my on God, Earth. That baby was so like, cute. Well, the calmest twins on yeah. Earth to he play was the baby. So cute. It's super calm. Like, All the I, crazy I, stuff. I don't know happens. how many takes it took to get them like that, but they were like super chill. But I feel like if they had a less chill baby, like the shit he was doing, like it would, it would frustrate and irritate a baby. Actually. Yeah. Like, he, like, it, like. But anyway, there's a great thing about like, there's, there's a great Egon line that actually I do love because it's it so speaks to Egon. Yeah. You know, because he's basically male Lilith. Yeah. Um, is there's a line when he's like looking through all the toys and stuff, like they're scanning things, and I and he's just looking at various things, and they were, they were asking about like toys and such, and he says, "My parents didn't believe in toys," <laughs> which is the most Egon thing. It's so true. It's a good line. Yeah. So anyway, they follow like through various means. They they go to the area where the, the where the cart stopped. And they like there's a crazy amount of like PKE meter Ghostbuster techno babble readings there. So they start digging a hole. They literally like with a jackhammer and the whole nine yards. And uh, that's when we go. That's actually while they're digging that hole. That's when Janosch gets, uh, gets possessed, possessed by Vigo. And Vigo the Carpathian is much much like Darth Vader. Is played by two actors. Yes. Uh, the voice of Vigo, which I did not realize until today somehow, and I don't know how, well, actually I probably knew it and forgot it, was that Max von Sydow plays, uh, plays Vigo's voice. Apparently he came in and wrapped that up in a day. I mean. Uh, no, literally. Like, he wrapped it up in a day, which makes sense, you know. Not hard. No, he's giving all the deep, crazy voice, you know, to him. But the actor who played Vigo was a German boxer who was in a bunch of other movies. He was actually, uh, he, he he was in uh, Herzog's uh, Strychek. Uh Seriously? Uh, like, he was in a bunch of movies. He's uh, dating back as far as the '60s. Um, 
we've been talking recently and the reason why I just giggled at that is because the renaissance of of, of Werner Herzog yes. has been such a delight with the Mandalorian and like just, yeah. it just I don't know I feel like he keeps coming up in my world a lot uh, he pops in, in in books that I'm reading that talk about him and yeah. I don't know. It's just very funny to me, and I just I'm 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 delighted by him. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, this guy this guy's got a wild career. So I just wanted to take a break to yeah. talk about Wilhelm von Homburg. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Which, by the way, apparently the character he played in Ghostbusters has like the full title of like Vigo von Homburg Deutschendorf. Oh, yeah, is the yeah, but that's... it's never actually in the movie. But that's sure. an, that's an homage to the actor playing him. But um, he was a boxer in Germany. Uh, he was a wild, wild. Um, um, like like I had a, an incredible wild career. Um, um, his, his original name, by the way, was Norbert Gruppe, <laughs> but his stage name is Wilhelm von Homburg. Um, he was he was the henchman James in Die Hard, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, um, which I totally forgot. And uh, um, his father was a guard at Buchenwald. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, That's great. As an early adult, he worked variously as a meatpacker, a stevedore, a butcher, a longshoreman, and a waiter. Um, he moved to California. Was a, re- was a wrestler. As a father and son duo, worked, worked as a tag team wrestler called the Vikings. And <laughs> they wore nice. horned helmets. Okay. He came. Uh, he he adopted the name Prince Wilhelm von Homburg, which he used for the rest of his career. He would came uh, to regret the name, as it would lead to him being labeled a Nazi in the wrestling ring. Um, he and his father had a falling out. When uh, his father accused Wilhelm of raping his stepmother. Oh my goodness! Oh, we're getting, we're not even there. Um, anyway, he had a long boxing career—not a long, but a few years in boxing. He retired from boxing with a record twenty-nine wins and eleven losses, twenty-four of his wins by knockout. Uh, but he he moved into acting, um, and he was in he like he made some TV appearances. He was in a movie with Sharon Tate and Dean Martin called *The Wrecking Crew*. He was in Stroycek. Um, I think that's pronounced Stroycek or Stroycek. I've never known how to pr- I've always pronounced it Stroycek. I've never seen it. But um, after 1977, his career in movies was in abeyance. This is according to Wikipedia. In abeyance for a decade as he was given a prison sentence of two years and three months for assault and activities in prostitution. Wow, dude. I don't know if it was him doing it or whatever. He was bisexual, so it may, it may have been a male prostitution thing, um, or it may have been him uh, seeing prostitutes. Do not know. Um, you know, again, he was in Die Hard. Um, he was, you know, he was the one who blew up with the bomb <laughs> that 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 he, that, uh, that McLean made. Um, he was in Ghostbusters. His last movie before he uh, died um, was uh, John Carpenter's In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, actually, he didn't die. Uh, he, he retired. But, like, in later life, he apparently, um, you know, he, uh, yeah, like, basically his career fizzled out because he was very combative and abrasive. He was not popular. And by at the end of his career, he was living in an old VW camper van in, van in Sherman Oaks. Uh, you know, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was very flamboyant. He was involved in several affairs as a boxer. In, he was nicknamed Germany's Answer to Ali due, due to his in-ring persona. He was, he was a heavy smoker, even as a boxer, which was unusual. Uh, during his time living in St. Pauli, he frequently went into the red light district where he would socialize with drug dealers, pimps, and a local chapter of the Hells Angels. He was a wild dude. But get this, he did not know that, he was, that his lines were going to be dubbed. Oh, no. He found out when he was watching the premiere. Oh, man. And he stormed out of the premiere. Apparently, he was... Uh, he... Uh, 
because of his uh, speech, like due to like the way his, his, the injuries he's had to his mouth as a boxer and so whatever, apparently his speech was slurred, and that's what he why he assumed his his all because he said all of his lines of dialogue. Yeah. But apparently, like with his German accent and the speech slur, and apparently, hard, yeah. apparently they you know they 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 chose to go with that, or maybe they had always chosen that and he didn't know. Oh, but either gosh. way, he was very upset. But that is the wild, crazy life of Wilhelm von Homburg. Okay. Um, uh, the the who a guy who in his own way was just as wild and crazy as the character he was portraying. <laughs> I had to get that in there because it's like it, it's so wild. It's wacky. So, so while they're uh, drilling into the street, they uh, they lower Ray, they lower Ray in. in. He take he sees the slime. He takes a sample of the slime. Okay, but this is how he sees the slime though, and this is important: is that he's down in what he used, breaks through like a, the tile wall ceiling. Yeah, of. it used to be uh, the 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 subway. Back yeah, it was in the an day. old, it was an, like old, an old, yeah, like it was like a. They, they, they specifically say like the something like I think a steam line or, or, yeah. or something or pneumatic line. Yeah, I think it was the old something pneumatic line. Yeah, it was a different, it, but it was a different subway that they never they like closed it up, but they didn't like. Well, yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, there are there are actually there. several abandoned yeah, subway tunnels. Yeah, it's just an right. It's just an abandoned subway, and so but but the, and it's what, much lower than the other tunnels. Yes, too. and when it's going through, it's going literally down what would be the track it, through the tunnel. Yeah, there's the like this pink slime. Yes. And the slime eventually starts attacking him. Meanwhile, up at the top, uh, they, uh, you know, Peter and uh, Egon. And probably are, one of my favorite moments in the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah are like, they, they get stopped by, it was originally a Con Ed guy, I think. Um, it was yeah, a phone so guy or a Con Ed guy. It was somebody. one of the two. Uh, it stops them and says, what, what are you doing digging? Uh, like, the policemen show up. Uh, what are you doing digging here? They, 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 they bluff him with, hey! You know, we yeah. can sit out here in the middle of the night. Yeah, the boss it. told us to do this, you know. And then all the cops are like, all right, and drive off. And then another guy goes, hey, what are you doing digging here? You know, hey, you're doing that. Like, and it ends up being this whole argument because it's like they're, they're talking about power lines or whatever. There's like no lines. Like, whatever they're doing, like if it's phone or power, that's not where they are. And then they go. And they're like, oh, you idiot. Yeah, and he starts yeah. hitting him. Like, you know, meanwhile, Ray is still down at the bottom. They manage to get Ray pulled up. With a sample. With a sample. And they get, uh, you know, and that's when they get, is that when they, yeah, they get arrested. Yeah. And um, they basically... Um, they have to hire a lawyer. They have and to they hire, hire a lawyer and they hire... And this is like, like continuing the pattern of, hey, let's forget... All the things that we knew from the first movie. Yeah. yeah. Although I will say it actually is not as wild in five years for Lewis to do this because Lewis is an accountant in the first movie, clearly. And he becomes basically a tax lawyer. Yeah. I mean, that's you know? not so and wild. It's not so wild. And that's the thing. He's just like, he's like, they get him. He's like, I'm not a trial lawyer. I've never done this. You know, like I, I handle mostly like mortgages and estates and, yeah. you know, like, you know, like he's, he's, he's a trial lawyer. Like he's like, like it's all about tax, tax related, uh, you know, things for, you know, like, and, you know, and, and again, Rick Moranis is doing his best. Like, again, like with Lewis, he's, he's still playing Lewis pretty much the exact same way Lewis has always been played. So I'm not, I can't blame him for trying. Like, I, I always have a soft spot for Rick Moranis. I usually, I love, I, Rick, I love Rick Moranis. I I can't think of a time I've ever seen a movie where Rick Moranis is the problem, even if, even if it's not a good movie. I agree with you on that. You know, um, but um, like, like, so he's supposed to be their lawyer and there's this whole like trial and there's a great moment where like, cause he's so bad at cross-examining, Peter's feeding him lines and whatever. But what, like his final argument, like where he's trying to defend them is, I turned, I turned into a dog and they helped me. <laughs> Yeah. Which is uh, great. So anyway, the judge is, which is played by Harris Eulin, like a you know like big time character actor guy. Uh, this angry judge who's like the hanging judge. He's like he's actually kind of violating the. Uh oh, Vigo's coming for our son. We need to take a break. 
Okay, we're back. Um, it was okay. All we had to do was uh, we had to we had to go get the uh, statue of Newhart by Navy Pier sitting on the thing and spray it with uh, some goo, and he he danced around. Danced around was great to, uh, yeah. for us to save to save him. Um, so um, you know, anyway, um, either that or it's possible our son is now being possessed by the spirit of a of a 16th century uh, evil. Uh, you know, sorcerer, but you know, we'll live. Uh, anyway, so they got arrested. I forgot to mention the main reason Apparently they got arrested that is on to the way. Both of our kids yeah. and paintings. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, the um, anyway, the uh, the thing that uh, I don't know why we keep that painting around. <laughs> really need <laughs> but, to get rid of it. I mean, it's just a sad clown, but I mean, it's you an can, evil sad yeah, I, clown. I mean, I don't like clowns, so I'm a little surprised we I even guess, have you it. Can hear, you can hear. You this, can hear the paranormal noise going. Yeah, on. all the paranormal um, noise. So anyway, so anyway. Um, one of the reasons they also got arrested is on the way out, Ray manages to somehow kick the power off for the entire city. Oh, that's right. You know, and by he the way, he knocks into something. Yeah. And, then... and this is another one of those movies where you, you it's so <laughs> hard to like n- to see a New York skyline between 1973 oh. and 19 and 2001. Yeah. Because yeah, the, t- the towers are there, and that, there's they have there's no import to it. No, um, it's just there because that's what the skyline looked I, like. Can we talk about the fact real quick? This is a total sideline, but in the Wikipedia page for Ghostbusters yeah. Two, the pictures of the cast. Good lord! Look at the picture of Harold Ramis. What a terrible picture what of him. Earth? He looks. He looks like Jewish Colonel Sanders. He looks awful. Jewish disco Colonel Sanders. Like, what are they thinking? That is a terrible. Yeah, movie. He's got like a huge white fro and a beard. Yeah, it's, it's horrid a, looking. It's not it's good. A, it's the. the it, like, you know the cool thing he did kind of uh, his hair did kind of gray in a way that left him like sort of in, at least when it's blurry and small it looks like a Zappa mustache See, of dark hair. I kind of feel like he should have a a, a paintbrush and be like painting something. Yeah, doesn't uh, he? He looks yeah like a Bob Ross. He looks yeah. a little bit like Bob Ross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not it's not a good look. I mean, no. That Bill Murray looks like a corpse in his picture. I mean, yeah. Really, the only ones. I mean, Rick Moranis. The picture is obviously very old because Rick Moranis has stepped out of right. public life. Ernie Hudson and and uh, Sigourney Weaver are really the only members of the Ghostbusters cast uh, who are both still alive and still looking good I'll tell Ernie you looks awesome I Ernie, just saw him on Ernie Hudson is recently. by the way the second oldest member of the of the main cast after uh, after the late uh, Harold Ramis you know, Harold Ramis is about seven or eight years older than the other two oh, Ghostbusters yeah. but but he's only a year older than Winston mm-hmm. uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, is actually well actually uh, Rick Moranis is the youngest member of the main cast unless you count I don't know how old Annie Potts is I don't know but Rick Moranis was about two or, two or three years younger than the rest of the cast um, Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are all kind of about the same age so they're in the um, court the judge is the hanging judge. God, Bill Murray looks. Look at that. That looks like a picture from okay. a tabloid. We don't have I'm much sorry. time here. I'm sorry. Can no. you can you wrap this we up? We're probably not going to finish in the time we have allotted. You know that, right? We're going to be on like third leg of recording. Anyway, so they go to this hanging judge. He's Harris yelling. He's yelling at them. He's getting angrier and angrier. And the jar of slime on the table is blah blah blah. Starting bubbling. And by the yeah. way, this judge is this this judge by the way should probably be taken off the bench. He is. Uh, oh, he's yeah. acting worse than like a Judge Judy. Like he has like 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 he's actually kind of like. They could easily get an appeal and a retrial yeah. and a mistrial out of yeah. this um, if they, you know, like if they actually got a competent lawyer. But um, anyway, he's saying because they they violated restraining orders, they've done all this stuff, um, and he's yelling and like 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 as he yells the the. the the, the 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 baby gets louder and louder until basically the slime explodes out and two ghosts in electric chairs come up and he, even though they look nothing like human beings yes. he somehow instantly knows it's the Scalari brothers I gave him the chair yeah it's <laughs> you know really it's, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie it's so stupid but it, all, it, it 
for the first time, it actually kind of feels, feels like, like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yes. You know, they, you know, he's like, basically they like, you know, like he's like, you got to do something about them. And they're like, well, we would, but you know, we have a restraining order. And, and yeah. so even though he had already hit the gavel and called them guilty, which means technically the trial's over, yeah. he still reverses the, uh, with, you know, the, with just them in the room. Because everybody's just, just left. Everyone else so. is left. Except actually, I think uh, the prosecutor. Maybe uh, yeah, uh, maybe she might still be there. Margolin is, uh, Jenna yeah. Margolin is still there. Um, in a, in a blink and you miss it roll, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> like, but, um, but, um, essentially, oh my God, we are He's probably so loud. Is, we are not going to be able to finish this. Let me just get this thought out. Yeah. He reverses the, all the charges. Like they are completely free and legally clear to bust ghosts again. Yes. And so they bust the, uh, Scolari brothers and, uh, you know, they're, they're a little clumsy at first, but they pull it off. Um, was Winston there with them? Yes. Because he, yeah, he'd come to the trial as support. Well, Winston to... wasn't there. Yeah. Winston, which, which makes actually, it's good that Winston wasn't there because otherwise, I don't know that he was the one who went and got help. Yeah. You know, for them. You know, like, and he's providing moral support. So they're all there. They, like, they, they get there. They, they bust their ghosts. <clears throat> okay. I think we're gonna have to take a break, possibly for another month <laughs> before we ever get another recording <laughs> chance in. No, no. It won't be that long. Uh, um, when I said take a break, I thought you were actually going to pause it, but apparently, no, we're going to keep going. <laughs> no, we're going to keep going. Just okay, because it's incredibly distracting. It is. Um, it's, it's quite not funny. It's just though. a couple more minutes till the movie's over, honey. We're like like we're like we're halfway through the movie at this point. Yes, I know. Uh, we're not even halfway through the movie at this point, so, by the way. So, we are less than 47 minutes because we've got, I, we're like, because of my notes, remember we had to stop the movie a couple of times. Yeah, so, anyway, um, they, 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 they're successful. They're back. There's a whole big montage of them, like, coming back and doing commercials. And it's weird because ghosts haven't been showing up back again right. like or at least, well they purely have but there's no there's no hey the paranormal activities rising scene that should be there right before that so everyone's just happy the ghostbusters are back as if everyone wasn't or, like pissed at them there's no transition yeah, there's it's no very, there's no city needs the ghostbusters again this it's, is where i feel like the movie like got chopped in half and because this is also the time right around the time after this montage that uh Venkman goes to the uh to the museum to see Dana. And as he walks in, um, it's, cause they, I don't know, I don't remember why he goes there, but he, he ends up there, whatever. And he, and he shows up and it's like immediately this rom-com schmaltzy music comes yeah, on. Can, uh, like, and had they done that and made it like a, a funny nod. They should have leaned into it yeah. if they're gonna do it at all. They didn't all. lean into it. They it's did just, not. It's just, it's just it bad, just, It was and, really um, poorly done. So anyway. They, they 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 come back and they they they've got their new logo with the ghost holding up the two fingers and that's the second time that this diegetic shit is in the movie that should not be. That is a great fun logo for a sequel movie. Yeah. But the Ghostbusters Busters. professional logo that they use in the universe of the film, yeah. I'm I'm using my hands in a circle, which is my explanation gesture. <laughs> in the universe of the film where they are actually like performing real life business why would Should they change their, their logo to we're go we're in the sequel movie now everyone they're like it's yeah, like the it's, movie's not self-aware enough no. to do that it's stupid no. unless there's like because otherwise the only other option is the ghost is giving the victory sign like right. i've beaten you ghostbusters yeah <laughs> you it's know? a little strange it's really strange yeah like, it's, a, it's an like, odd choice and they should keep the logo in the movie. Yes, it's perfectly fine for a poster logo. It's a great poster logo. Right, but not for the actual... Okay, but, so then here's my question, because the next thing that I have written down, and you may have something else, but the next thing that I have written down, um, it's Lewis, Rick Moranis' character, is he, like, renting space? 
in that I think they've hired him as an accountant or something so or, he or has, a lawyer or so something. So he has an office at the Ghostbusters. I guess. And it's well, really well, weird. Well, let's follow this up. How did they immediately get their same office back? Thank you. Like every, Did they just like never let that go? Like they didn't let the lease run out? Like it, it makes no sense. What, what is Janine doing? Like yeah. they rehired Janine. She had to have gotten another secretary job. Like she, she was a reception receptionist slash secretary kind of role in the original movie. That's not a hard job to find. Did she just like say like peace out? I'm out of my other job. Like, like oh, there's I want to no work for the Ghostbusters again. There's no explanation about it. It's and very then, strange. And, and, then, and let's talk about. And, well, uh, actually, we're not. Let, there's a couple of things we can talk about. Yeah. But let's let's talk about one. Why did they make Annie Potts look the way she does in Ugh, this movie? I don't know. They made her. I mean, I know why they made her nerdier. It makes sense why they made her nerdier. But like they gave her like these. Like, like it's almost like they credit like it's like failed hipster look where yes. she's got this weird bangs, bangs cut. Like I love the no nonsense short hair and yes. like spinster glasses yes. she has in the first. It it fits her deadpan character. She's less deadpan. Yes. She's more needy feeling. She's needy and she's like oh she's sexual in a way that wasn't the way she was in the first movie. Right. Like yeah the where's the a first more movie was flirty. Well no no it's not even that I think. It, weirdly, she's more innocent in this one, even as she's more sexual. Yeah, in yeah. The first movie, it was very, it was, I have a libido hidden under a whole bunch of repression. Yes. Which I'm repressed because I am professional. Right. Yes, you know, yes, like yes. that's it it's very, and she's very, you know, dry. Yes. And deadpan. Yes. You know, you know, and and very unaware of exactly how like like when she's talking about how much she loves to read to like. Egon, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, like the, like, I consider myself a very avid reader or whatever. Yeah, it is, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, it's very much, it's very different than like she is. Like her character just is different. It's off. Yeah, it's, it's off. much more like the cartoon show. Oh, maybe that maybe they pushed that. But like, to where she's much more enthusiastic and much more openly flirting with Egon. Yes. Where she's like, oh Egon, I love you know, like yeah. as you know, whereas you know, like it's obvious that she's like the the movie portrays it where you have to be an idiot to not know she's flirting, but she's flirting in a very weird, awkward way. She's flirting like Lilith flirts. Going Ex- back to your Well, exactly. Like it, it's like it's like she's aimed as someone who would find Egon attractive because they're they're very similar personalities, right. even if she's clearly not as like scientist intellectual as she is as he is. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but like, you know, like, but like, so they've, they've got to change her slightly to match a different character right. when we get to it. Um, that annoys me to no yes, end. Yes, me too. What also annoys me to no end is because of the success of the cartoon and the fact that the cartoon had Slimer as a character, that Slimer shows back up. By the way, Slimer was never named Slimer in the movies, although I think they even, I think they call, they might call him Slimer. They definitely call him Slimer in the credits. Yes. Uh, Slimer just shows up, and the, and it's done for this dumb cameo with Rick Moranis. Yes. Like, where Rick Moranis gets scared by Slimer. First of all, the Slimer ghost has been modified to be more appealing. Yes. Um, but it's clearly Slimer, you know? And because, again, like, Slimer was, the other kids character in the cartoon show. Oh, is that how he sounded? Oh. <laughs> I never watched <laughs> You know I never watched that show. Well, I, I did, and I, you know, I kind of liked it. it. It, like... I don't know. I doubt it holds up, but it yeah. wasn't fun. They did some weird things with it. Like they, there was an episode that was clearly a nod to H.P. Lovecraft, where uh, there was a pulp writer that Ray loved, and they end up fighting this Cthulhu-like creature that is brought up by fans of that pulp writer. It turns out was writing about the real world after all. Uh-huh. You know, like they did, they did some. It was bits Earth and pieces, after all? See, it all comes know? back to the Planet yeah. of the Apes. But like it clearly, like it's, it, it was one of those things where it like it it, it theoretically shared continuity with the movie, uh, to an extent. Sure. Um, 
But it, it like it just didn't, you know, uh, it, it, it was a kid's show. And it was fine as a kid's spinoff that vaguely resembles a movie that was not really aimed at children. That, that happened. I mean, there was a Beetlejuice cartoon, for crying out loud, where he was friends with Lydia. Think about that mm-hmm. for a minute <laughs> when you actually think about the movie Beetlejuice. Yes. Uh, but, um, but essentially, you know, like, Slimer should not be in this movie. He shouldn't. Or if he is, it should be a real quick, like, he's just roaming around cameo. Yeah. He, come, he, he appears twice in this movie. Yeah. This first cameo, fine. Oh, look, the Slimer's back out. And scares he, him. And they never caught him again after the first movie. Yeah. He got out of jail. Yeah. You know? You know, he ate a bunch of hot dogs. That's right. Like, Slimer shows up twice in the first movie, but it's a fun recall, because, oh, look, he's eating hot dogs. Yeah. He's escaped. You know? And then, um... And then, uh, let's talk about, uh, this is the time when I think Bobby Brown's song first shows up, the new song for this movie. Times are changing. Yeah. I'll say that. Like, I, I know people that like this song. And it's not a bad song in and of itself it's as a pop a song, song. But it's not a Ghostbusters no. song. It doesn't feel right. No. It really doesn't. I mean, it. Yeah, and anyway, fine. anyway, we get some we get some info on Vigo. I think this is when they first look him up on the on the database. Right. And where they have this incredibly like huge fonted computer. It's fabulous. <laughs> like checking up on the earliest version of what was sort of the internet then, which is a lot closer to what it was during Anna to the Infinite Power than what it would be in a few more years. Yes, exactly. Um so check our Anna to the Infinite Power episode if you don't remember. Yeah, uh, log into my terminal. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, there's a um, yeah, um, so Dana gets attacked in the bath by some slime after that. Oh, that's uh, right. With the baby. baby. And they, she runs off, like, in her, like, she throws, like, a robe on and runs to Vinkman, you know? She doesn't even throw a robe on. She throws a coat on. A coat, on. yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she throws a coat on. I'm sorry. Uh, they're both naked. They're both, yeah, they're both in, like, you know, like, so she's at, like, she's at Vinkman's place uh, because it's the only place she could think to go. And Vinkman, by the way, is wearing the, oh, God, the fashion around 1989 mm. was one of the mm-hmm, ugliest mm-hmm. times. Ugliest times. Mainstream American fashion in 1989. It was horrible. It was just the worst. The end of the 80s, like, we could make fun of how bad fashion was throughout the 80s, and there's some ridiculous shit throughout that whole life, but, like, pound for pound, circa, like, 87 to, like, 91, yep. fashion in general, and men's fashion in particular, is horrible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, kids' fashion was fairly bad, but, like, adult male fashion of, de- of this era is repugnant. Yeah, it's all pretty bad. It's horrid, you know, um... Vinkman's wearing this absurd shirt. I will say he has less visible mascara than Scrooge, which is not saying oh, much. Oh, it's so bad. It's still bad. It's bad. Like, I don't know what it is. I know Bill Murray does not have great skin. He's never had great skin. Yeah. Like, if you look at even old SNL, he's got he's fairly pockmarked. Yeah. But, like, the level of pancake and such, like, this is a DVD. This is not a hot... This, I, we didn't see this on Blu-ray. No. This is just DVD quality, and it is... Oh, God, you can really see the makeup on it. Yeah, it. it's, it's pretty bad. And there's a lot more. He makes more dad jokes, I feel like, in this one. Because, again, it's a kid's it's movie. It's a kid movie, and they're trying, I know. It's, it's less sexual and more just dorky. It, none of it works to me. Yeah. It just doesn't work. So, okay, and so they. That's when they go see the painting. They all, right, they all go, go see the painting. And Ray gets momentarily hypnotized by the painting. Yep. Peter is horribly irritating there's a line about long distance calls yes this yeah um no no that was oh no i'm sorry that's actually when they agree when they get they end up getting lewis to babysit dana i mean to babysit the baby so that so that peter can go on a date oh right dana right like she agrees to go on a date They're, they get lewis to watch i mean no, no they, they get, get no they janine and then lewis ends up stay, like going with her because yeah. like there's this whole thing where they're starting to flirt together Ugh. and this is know, the thing we don't like yeah i don't like it 
neither one of us are, are fans of. The, I do not like. I do not Janine like. And what, Lewis, what do you call it? Lude, uh, Jewish? <laughs> Jewish does not work very well. Jewish? Lu- Jewish? Lunine? Lunine? <laughs> Lunine. Uh, what, this uh, shipping is bad yeah, shipping. Uh, what's, what, what, it's Melnitz and what's, what's, what's Lewis's? Tully. Molly? <laughs> Molly? Telnitz? 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 I like Telnitz. <laughs> Telnitz. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. <laughs> Do not like Telnitz. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not a fan, but they but there's a t- thing about like not making long distance calls <laughs> or something like like a babysitter joke, and that reminded us that remember when long distance calls were a thing? Yeah. Like nowadays it doesn't matter. You just have cellular minutes. It doesn't yeah. matter who or where you're the calling. calling yeah. But man, back in the day, if you wanted Ooh. to call someone who lived more than a town away from yeah, you, yeah, it was long. It distance. was like you got to really plan this out and time it because you don't want to talk too long. Because man, you would get gouged. You gouged. would get absolutely gouged. Now they just gouge us up front. Yeah. <laughs> with like a flat rate of gouging um so anyway they all get excited try to go to the sewers they almost like peter gets uh peter's like you know like about like says i'm not going with you and yeah like, what? he's like i'm going on a date, date. yeah you can you can you three y'all go, go down to the sewers and you know? enjoy yourselves and so um basically they go in the sewers there's this whole thing where they're roaming around it gets spookier and spookier they uh, Winston is run over by a ghost train, which just goes right through his body. Yeah. Um, which is actually kind of a neat idea. It it's is like a, a neat it's thing. like a sub, it's like a subway that like you know like train that had like a derailment and everyone died. It was well, horrible. yeah, it's like a fight or flight moment. And um, I he, love that everyone else runs off and he just stands he there and stares and goes. Ah! Yeah, and they do really like the one. they do the, the thing they do the, a thing that's been through all the Ghostbusters up to this point, which is whenever someone's shocked, someone is standing by the camera with a huge wind thing blowing in their face. Yeah, it's very like funny. there's always wind blowing in your face yeah. when a ghost comes at you. Yeah. Um. So um, at some point, at some point, Winston is uh pulled into the slime. Yeah, they get they fight. So that's when um Ray oh, finds. Oh, they also oh, before that they get there's a a. a would be a horror scene in most other movies, and maybe this is where people get tricked in the thing, like where they like all the heads on spikes that oh, just yeah. appear out of nowhere. Yeah. They're told to leave, and uh, they but they end up they end up finding this Ray's Ray, area. Ray finds the the a way to break through, and uh, that there's a hole they can go down further, which is where the slime is. And then they get down there, and they find, um, <laughs> and they um, they find uh you know they find the slime, and Winston gets pulled into the slime, slime and river. the other two dive after him in the slime yep. river. Um, they talk about it being pure concentrated evil, which is a you know, which apparently it's a time bandits crossover. Um, I have a note here, and I don't remember what it was. But like Annie Potts is still funny, even if I hate it. Um, like I think there's a line like where they're oh when they're when flirting, they're, when they're flirting, making, and it's gross. Yeah, it's gross, but it, Annie Potts is still funny. And then they at the restaurant, Peter is uh, helped out of a out of the um, out of the car by um, by. Um, Bobby Brown. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he, thankfully, he doesn't hit any women during uh, that. Oh, did I say that out loud? You did, and you, oh, as you should. Um, I mean, he's not nearly as bad as Chris Brown. But, um, you know, like, anyway, um, yeah. But, but Bobby Brown is wearing the fantastic fa- flat-top fade that was very popular at the yes. time. Uh, which, uh, again, uh, I will say that fashion has held up a lot better and is more cool and fun-looking than, than white adult male oh, fashion. Uh, so men bad. Their, men in their 40s <laughs> did, so did not bad. dress nearly as well. Uh, Lenny shows up again in a brief thing, and he blows off Peter again. Um, and then the guys show up. And then, At the and then the guys, yeah. Well, we know, but the guys come out of the manhole by the because they follow, they they make their way out, and it's right in and front they, of the. They pop the, out of a manhole and they start getting in a fight. Uh, the right well, in front of the museum. Well, not right, yeah, right in front of the museum because they've been trade like the, that's where the river flows. They the man and uh, they and 
um, Winston and Ray get into a huge fight, and then like Egon yells at them to take their clothes off. Yeah. Because it turns out that the slime like that was coating them was making them angry. Right. Because it's mood slime. Right. Which again, we didn't talk about this, but back early on. Oh man, we forgot to mention the, the whole the slime, the slime research. Yeah. They yeah. They do they, a bunch of slime research. They they take the slime and they at one point they put it in a toaster and they make it dance to Jackie Wilson because apparently the slime is influenced by. Whether it's if you treat it, if you if you're negative around it, it absorbs negative energy. If you're positive around it, it absorbs positive energy. Right. You know, and so like the premise of this whole movie, as they start to realize, of course, this river of slime is all the ill will of New Yorkers and... built up over decades, uh, because New Yorkers are shitty to each other right. all the time. You know, and. And I'm sure at some point, some humorless New Yorkers like, ah, oh, New Yorkers aren't any meaner than anywhere else. We're a nice town. We're just, you think we're rude, but we're just direct. And fuck you. You're rude. <laughs> fuck you. It's a rude city. Deal with it. You're rude. You are fucking rude. Deal with it. I know tourists are frustrating. I come from a tourist town, too. But oh we're also known God. as polite. <laughs> now, and, fucking rude. and it's funny because I was born in the Midwest. I'm the only one in my family that was born in the Midwest. Everyone else was born on the East Coast. My parents themselves were actually born in the Bronx. So I... I kind of straddle both worlds here because I, I can see why you think it's rude. But it's oh, no, New Yorkers think they're being honest. And like, oh, politeness is just dishonesty to a New well, Yorker. I don't think, no, no I've, I've heard that from New Yorkers. Like, uh, anytime someone's polite to me, I know they're just waiting to stick a knife in. And that's how you people are because we're, we're all <laughs> honest in New York. Oh, believe me. I got that a lot when I, when I, New Yorkers that lived in the South. And yes, sometimes Southerners can be very duplicitous. Yes, you can. But New Yorkers are rude, and they right, need to just the, embrace it. Right, but there's a big it. difference between the South and the Midwest. Oh, yeah, the Midwest is full of shit, pass ag motherfuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our son agrees. Yeah, he agrees. All right, so so anyhow. <laughs> anyway, kidding, so the, kidding the, aside. So positive slime versus negative slime. So basically, yeah, we, we well, yeah, the slime can eat, be either positive or negative. Anyway, they, they charge in this restaurant. They interrupt Peter in the, in the middle of his meal. They're like they're ranting and raving, and, and they're still covered in slime. They're still covered in slime. Slime goes flying everywhere. It like it like it hits people who then get angry. You know, yeah. it, like they end up getting arrested. For disturbing the peace, and what, weirdly enough, Peter gets arrested too. Yeah, which, which doesn't is, make any sense. Like he's actually trying to eat dinner and and trying to get them to leave. He's trying to be polite and be yeah. like, "Yeah, can you go? You know, later. like, can we wait? Can we? You know, let's." But anyway, Peter gets arrested. They all get arrested. There's a whole thing where they they're talking with the mayor, and the mayor actually has another one of the good lines in this movie because they basically when they explain the whole thing about the slime that we were just talking about to the mayor and how New Yorkers the only way they're going to solve this problem is if everyone is nice to each other, right? And and Linny actually says the line: "Being miserable, <laughs> being miserable, and treating others like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right," yes. <laughs> which is a great line. And then Kurt Fuller, like he tells them to get get out of here, take care of them, and then Kurt Fuller takes it upon himself to commit them commi- the, committed. committed to an asylum, um, where they where they um, where they uh, basically are being treated by Brian Doyle Murray, finally getting some of that ka-ching. <laughs> You know, did, was Brian Doyle Murray in Scrooge? I can't remember. I know, P, I know, I know. Um, John Murray was in was in there. Yes. Anyway, anyway, getting getting a little bit of that family money in there. Um, there is um, 
Uh, so they, they end up getting committed. And then at this point, um, we get back to the – this is when the baby gets kidnapped by Janos, who's been talked to by the painting. Like He's got all these candles set up in the in the museum, and the painting is telling him he will be rewarded. Yeah. And essentially the plot is Vigo is going to possess Dana's baby. He needs a baby to possess so that he to can... send his spirit back in so he can be reincarnated, come back to life, and rule the world. Right. And basically he's promised Janos he will like be his right-hand man and be, be a benefit you know, and he's like, like basically, he's like, if do you need the mother for anything? You know, and like you know, like you know, like she just needs to raise me. It's like, would it be okay if I had her? So basically, he is now being promised Dana, if uh, you know, for that. So so then so basically, Janosch goes and ends up kidnapping the baby in a very a scene that made Allie feel very tense, yes. where the baby climbs out on a ledge and walks around. And by the way, the baby was wearing a onesie that I swear to God my brother had. Yeah. Whenever like. My brother was about, was about six when this movie came out, so he didn't have the money. <laughs> like, but, but it was like this yellow Winnie the Pooh yeah. uh, one. It looks exactly like one that I, my brother had when he was little. Um, so anyway, Ganosh appears, like weirdly enough, as a spectral nanny. Yeah, it's very strange. Like It's not really explained since yeah. he's a human being throughout every other part of it. Right. Uh, but it's like it's a nanny and like flying through the air with a pram, you know, and like his face appears with like glowing red eyes. And like he has like this super long arm that grabs the Snatches baby who's the been baby. standing on the ledge and he flies off. Um, I know at some point, I don't know where there is a, a thing where there's a marquee for Cannibal Girls. Yes, I have it Which was too. Ivan Reitman's first movie, which had starred Eugene, Eugene Levy, Levy and Andrea Martin. Yeah, and it actually um, says it on there, which is hysterical. And this is where I guess the best place to shoehorn in that Eugene Levy was actually supposed to be in this movie and ended up on the cutting room floor. An, It'll come up in a minute when they when the Ghostbusters actually get back out of the the prison, um, which will be I mean the asylum, which is coming up in just a second. Because first we have, um, and this is funny because somehow this happened twice in like two days when we were watching older mo- when I was watching older movies because I also watched uh, Altman's Popeye. The day after we rewatched this, we watched this like a week ago, and then everyone got sick. Um, there's a scene where a fur coat attacks a woman. Oh yeah! And actually, originally I was like, wasn't that joking? Ghostbusters? Like, no, I guess it's just in this movie where like the heads on the fur coat, the fox heads go and attack her. Um, there's a dumb ass scene where the titan by the fucking Titanic pulls in the dock, and Cheech Marin is like, <gasps> yeah. you know, it, like, in, and there Ben Stein shows up in the mayor's office. He doesn't yeah. really does he even say anything. I don't know if he says anything. And the other one that shows up is, um, what's his bucket? The one that we couldn't remember his name. Oh, Who's um, in Heart 8. Uh, uh, Philip. Philip Baker Hall. Baker Hall. Philip Baker yes. Hall uh, is like in, in a very small role. Yeah. But the mayor's with his all his advisors. And he, like he's like, get me the Ghostbusters. Yeah. And that's when Kurt Fuller basically says, I had them committed. committed. And he's like, why did you do that? You know, it's like, well, you wanted me to get rid of them. And he's like, I didn't want you to commit them. Yeah. You know, and he ends up firing uh, Kurt, Kurt Fuller. Fuller. That's the end of it. He doesn't, he does not get slimed. He doesn't get like, yeah. he doesn't get any, any Atherton comeuppance. No. I guess I'm considering he's kind of a wet fart version of Atherton. I guess he gets a wet fart uh, ending. Yeah. Speaking of wet fart endings, we're going to stop recording for a minute. Oh, let me tell you something. makes me feel. Anyway, we're back, and uh, so when last we left, uh, we were about to have a Marvel-style vortex with black lightning coming out of it, open into, um, into the sky, because <laughs> everything is you know, going crazy now. Um, the, uh, the, anyway, yeah, I, I 
uh, the Ghostbusters are back. You know, uh, they've defeated their rival, and um, we have plenty of time to make an always room for Jello joke. Oh yeah, that's right. Also, can and there's I... a line about, and basically we figured out Vigo wants in on the 21st century because boy, it would be a real shame if the 21st century turned into like an evil, negative, horrible time to be a human being. Right. <laughs> By the way, this is this is such a such a small thing, but I wrote it down because I thought it was actually just I don't know funny. Um, the Ghostbusters phone number. Do you know what it is? I know it's five 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 something. Yeah, it's it's JL five or five 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 twenty twenty. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm gonna. You want to high five? Okay, we're high fiving. Oh. Okay, so anyway, um, <laughs> so anyway, they they they're they're coming up with a plan. Now, because they, you know, B goes there. They, 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 they need to like. First of all, they go to the. Oh, they go to the the, the museum that looks like it's covered in Jello. I right. guess is where that probably where that joke came yes. from. If I, I just wrote it in my notes and I was because I was annoyed by it. They try to blast it. Everyone's cheering for them. They march up. You know, like in the like in the first no, one. No, no, he makes the joke about there's always room for Jello. I. Oh. I know. Oh. Yes, I, I'm saying that's the context. I. Oh. Like, I'm back. Yeah, please, please, please. I'm please, gonna please, rejoin. I'm gonna rejoin the podcast. Rejoin the podcast and then go sit over there yes. while I while I finish this talk. <laughs> so they they all they all come up to the big covered in slime museum, <laughs> and you know they, they 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 you know like through the big fanfare, everyone in New York is cheering them on, um, and they fail to blast through it with their blast you know, with yeah. their stuff. So, um, so they go, uh oh, what are we going to do? And so they realize that, uh, you know, just it's too negative in New York. That's the, the slime is too powerful. It's too powerful. So they need to make the New Yorkers become positive. That New York needs positivity. It needs a symbol of all that is good and hopeful in the city. And that's at that point, because Allie had not noticed, uh, had, did not remember any ads for this movie, and she didn't notice in the, uh, the, the animated uh, menu at the beginning. <laughs> uh, so I, I, Allie turned and said, are they going to stay puff marshmallow the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> and y- yeah, y- yes, yes, Allie. That, as a matter of fact, they, they are. actually are. They actually are. Um, so, um, so anyway... Um, did we uh, mention before the baby got kidnapped that Lewis and Janine did nasty, sexy things? We didn't actually. Yeah, go I tried into not it. to go. Yeah, ew. it's just ew. Yeah. Can we just? I like mean, that? Was, they they did it. They were very funny doing it, but were it just they? makes me say yes. They I were. Guess they, they were. They were funny. It just they, it sucked. It just sucks. Yeah. And that's that. They, that then they ended up staying the night at Dana's house, and she was trying to get rid of him. That that wasn't the baby. We for, totally forgot to mention yeah. that part because yeah. I, I, I didn't want to write about it because it made my flesh crawl. Yeah. But um, anyway, so so anyway, they are they are together. Uh, you know, Lewis and, and, and Janine are, you know, witnessing all this horrible stuff, um, you know, after, oh, uh, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, the character, uh, by the way, I, I forgot if I mentioned that the character Eugene Levy was playing was supposed to be Lewis's, like, cousin or brother who worked in the insane asylum and helped them escape, and that those scenes were cut. Yeah. Uh, helped them out or whatever. Um, so anyway. We're, we're, we're getting very dangerously close to the moment of this movie. And again, let's let's just be really honest here. This movie's not high art. No. But we're about to get to the moment of this movie where, um, where if this were a television show, I'd be like, "Oh, we have jumped the shark." You know, okay. You know what? I I I've got a couple things to say before this before I wrote this note down, but I'm going to move it to now. Okay. You want to know what realiza- I think? I had a realization. Oh, okay. okay. I I had a realization watching this and wrote this down. The problem with this movie, it's not that it's a stupid movie because there's a lot of stupid stuff in the original Ghostbuster. Yeah. It's that it's the wrong kind of stupid. Yeah. Like, there's something incredibly 
wrongheaded about um, about so much of this movie. And yeah. part of it is this. Well, there's a. I think I remember something specific triggered it. Uh, that thought uh, in response to like something that happens a little bit later. But I think it can go here because this is very fucking stupid and ridiculous. Which is, of course, again, they go to the Statue of Liberty. And they're going to use the Statue of Liberty to attack the museum. So they they spray it down with mood slime. And happy mood slime. Happy mood slime. The, the mood slime that they, they, you know, like. And and they, you know, and then they, uh, they've got a little NES Advantage joystick that they've strapped to it. Um, and <sighs> essentially they play, well, it's not Jackie Wilson. For some reason, they, 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 instead of playing, uh, you know, um, I just blanked on the song. Um the Jackie Wilson song. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, remember. I, oh, it's going to drive me crazy. It's this big hit. And it's a great song. It's a great song. Um, but they, they play a cover of it. Why am I blanking on the song? It's going to piss me off. They play this They play this, this mediocre cover of this Jackie Wilson song um, while the statue is moving around. Now, this is a solid statue. Like, I don't know how they've developed, like, it's developed joints. joints? Um, and I get it. It's a ghost. It's possessed. But it's like, this is a very real thing. Yeah. And they carry it and it's like its torch becomes on fire and it just walks to walks across the harbor like Godzilla through the water. That's exactly comes up, right. Comes up out of it. Uh meanwhile, uh Lewis um <laughs> well this is going on, Lewis realizes he needs to help them. And here is the moment. Yeah. So they go in and they they like Janine suits him up in a Ghostbusters outfit. Which happens to be Spangler's. Yeah, and Lewis just runs out to go to go get the ghosts and he's running and running and like he's like, Oh, this thing is really heavy <laughs> you know, and like I wish I didn't realize how heavy this was. He's getting really tired. And he's he's like getting exhausted and a bus pulls up next to him and it's driven by Slimer, who then gestures for him to get in. <laughs> like, what the fuck? okay, now we're if we're following the the fucking timeline of the real Ghostbusters and yes Slimer's a Ghostbusters friend but there's no reason for Slimer to be helping him out in any way yeah Slimer's not a nice ghost no yeah he's John Belushi's ghost but he's not nice um, <laughs> you know like but like like and Lewis just gets on this bus being driven by Slimer to it's, go like I, save them that and is th- the moment okay ugh. the minute that 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 Lewis is like I can help and then and Janine is on board to help him get like Honestly, if, what, if, if one of the if one of the cast members is going to dress up like a Ghostbuster and save them, I'd rather it be Janine, Janine. than than Lewis. Uh, yeah, she's she's way more uh, like familiar with the Ghostbusters. Whole thing just doesn't even make sense. No, it makes no sense. sense. It's the stupidest thing I've ever. Uh, that, it's to so me, I was stupid. like, I was like, shark, board, it's like, jump. It's just it, it, it's so like I don't even I, the Lewis part is annoying, and it's played mostly for laughs. I mean, it's great that he's being heroic, but he doesn't really accomplish anything, you know, in reality. But, like, the Slimer thing, it's like, it, what bothers me is if the real Ghostbusters continuity is to be believed, then they've been actively Ghostbusting for five years, too. Right. They're not out of the business. Because the show's been going on, and, the, you know, it, like, also if the real Ghostbusters continuity is to be believed, then the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is somehow independent of Gozer in a character. <laughs> you know, who talks. And yeah. is actually a nice guy. <laughs> you know, like okay, it's that's... it's because it's a kids' cartoon. Like again, for the same reason, like I said, Beetlejuice was not a creepy pervert ghost. He was Lydia's pal in the okay. cartoons. You know, it doesn't work. No. It, do- it doesn't make sense. So um, why would you hire Michael Keaton to do that if it was going to be friendship? 
Well, it's not. It's not. It's just Michael Keaton doesn't do the voice of the cartoon. I don't just say any more than look any more. No, than, I'm saying if you were well, going to turn that into that, yeah, I know. Yeah. Any more than Bill Murray does not do the voice of Peter Vinkman in the cartoon. It's Lorenzo Music, who was the voice of Garfield. And then Bill Murray played Garfield in the movie. It goes full circle. It sure does. Rum, 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 I was rum, looking for a way to shoehorn that in forever. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, the movie's the wrong kind of stupid. It's a, it's, it's rock stupid. And in a different kind of movie, the Statue of Liberty attacking this museum, you know, and bashing the skylight in, you know, so that they can rappel down in it to fight a, an enchanted painting. Yeah. Could be a really fun, great rock stupid movie but it's not a Ghostbusters movie right it just doesn't like it doesn't work um, of course it looks like the day is saved they go in they, they they you know go to blast him you know like the kid by the way the kid has been like put on an altar and you know the baby, uh, the baby well, it's the only kid in the movie it's a well, baby you know. it's, it, they're, they're, there's no one else in the movie under the age of 40 <laughs> you know like so it's fine the, the kid is a you know the kid is in danger well I guess I guess Bobby Brown was under the age of I stand corrected in myself. Um, so anyway, the, the, but like the, they they go to rescue the kid. They blast uh, Vigo with their with their proton packs and and also slime guns, like happy slime guns, which is the stupidest accessory that they could possibly I have. And don't I, I don't know when they developed the tech for that. That showed up. I mean, I I, I shouldn't care about the the, 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 the realities of that. You know, it, it is just a movie, but you know, <laughs> it just it's dumb as hell. So anyway, there's um, they're like. They're 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 in like in deep because Vigo lashes back, paralyzes them, knocks him to the floor, calls the baby back to him. He's looking at the baby. He's got it, you know, um, you know, like Vigo like walks out of the painting, becomes real, you know. Oh, he's in the real world now, yeah. you know. He's looking at the baby. The baby's getting his face back and forth, like you know, like it's flickering his face onto the baby. And then we get the ending of the Grinch, because suddenly it's like. Listen to them. They're singing. Yes. They sing without, you know, it's like the weirdest crinkles, fin tinkles, and toodlers. You know, like he serious because the entire city of New York is now singing um Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Oh yeah, Old Lang Syne, because it's New Year's, you know, and you know, like and he's like, Wah! you know, and then they 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 get up, they blast him, uh, they 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 save the day. Um, or so they think, and then Ray turns. He's been possessed by Vigo. Oh no. We've got another. This is the weirdest. Like, first of all, this is like a video game. There's a fucking like, oh no, the boss isn't really defeated yet. Here's the real boss. But honest to God, like they beat him in like two seconds. Yeah. They knock him back out of Ray in like just a second. And Ray is fine. So stupid. Ray's covered in mood slime. He's happy. Vigo's destroyed. Um, everyone's happy. Uh, they spray. They of course they sprayed Janosch with the mood slime, and Janosch is like, "Oh, I feel so happy. What happened?" You know. And Ray's like, "I know, brother." And they're like hugging each other because they're full of happy mood slime. And they look over, and the painting, the Vigo painting, has been transformed into like a like like a manger scene almost of Ghostbusters and the baby it's and Dana, and they're all happy. Really? Like, there's no fucking reason. Like, what? 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 Why is it a I can't even talk. Why is I it know, a? It's the I um. It's it's oh I, and yes. Oh, and then and then like you know they leave and this we're all like everyone's celebrating. Um, I'm so mad about this Jackie Wilson thing. I'll be right back. Um, anyway, everyone's celebrating. They're all celebrating and they're singing. And John has just left me here, so I'm gonna uh, vamp for a minute. V A 
A-M-P. V-A-M-P. V-A-M-P. Gonna vamp, gonna vamp, gonna vamp. V-A-M-P. 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 Gonna vamp, gonna vamp, gonna vamp. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. It worked really well, didn't it? God, it was driving me crazy. I couldn't get it in my head. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. So they're so all anyway, singing. They're all doing. They're their, all saying right. the Statue of Liberty is lying in a crumpled heap on the ground. Yeah, which, which is like, like fan, uh, fan okay. fucking tastic, really. So really, it is yeah. the end. Right, the end. The end of, of the movie of of Planet of the Apes. Yes, exactly. Like we, uh, yeah. Oh no, we blew it up. Yeah. You maniacs. Except we're all so happy because uh, you know we, we we're singing because, songs. And we all slime. New York, New Yorkers. Everyone, lo- everyone's happy in New York. I love this town. Except that's not what I say. That's the end of the first one. Yes. I can't remember what the last nine of this movie is. Doesn't matter because it goes to the credits and we get what because it's 1989 and Dragnet from 1989 had it too. Because it's 1989, we get a we get the rap summarizing <laughs> the movie, which is actually apparently done by Run DMC, which I didn't realize. Yeah until like like this time around but it's like I don't know like that era having just the cheesiest rap songs summarizing, summarizing the, the plot of a movie like Adam's Family did it in yeah. the first Adam's Family movie it's just it's what they do and anyway you think it's over and you actually get like not a post credit but you get a mid credit scene yeah which was not common in those days yeah where the Ghostbusters are getting the key to the city yes and the statue is just back of course There's no is. explanation. I guess they walked her back. They just, they just got stood her back. Statue's like, back. On, everyone's, you know, everyone's on Ellis Island doing their or Liberty Island. I can't remember which one. I, guess, I think it's technically Liberty Island yeah, is the island with the statue. Yeah, sure. And they, so the Ghostbusters are getting the key to the city. They're heroes once more. And we can go back to the credits to listen to like three or four more not great late 80s rap songs. And I love Run DMC, but this was not a good song by them. Um, Christmas and Hollis uh, ending Die Hard is a much better MMIS movie uh, that ends with a Run DMC song, yeah. even if I still don't think it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> so yeah, that ends the movie itself. And one little factoid before we close sure. up shop is this: this movie's special features on the DVD yes, we have. Now the so Ghostbusters good. special features are great. There's all yeah. sorts of stuff, but the 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 special features on this are two count them two episodes of the real Ghostbusters cartoon show, which. I don't know if I haven't watched them yet. Um, I don't know if they even pertain to this movie in any way or if they just picked two random real Ghostbusters episodes, but that's it. That is 100% it for special features. No documentaries behind the scenes. No talky talky, schmocky schmocky, nothing. Nothing, nothing special. Not even, you don't even get like animated bios of the cast or some nonsense. Yeah, nothing. No, it's just like, fuck you. You bought this, you idiot. This yeah, is what you get. Pretty much. You know, you, and that's, that's the movie. John, everybody. I have a question. Was it worth revisiting? You know, in a very real sense, absolutely not. But in some sort of weird way, I hate this movie, but I don't hate it enough to not watch it. It's almost like a Star Wars prequel that way where I can watch it and not really like it, but it it's still something where I'm like, well, this is part of a thing I like. And I can, I I, like, I, I watch it and I'm not, I don't, Per, enjoy it per se although there are moments I enjoy mm-hmm. but no it's really it's not it's not worth revisiting but I'm gonna probably watch it again I've seen it several times like it's it's the I don't know it's like the I'm trying to think of a movie that it's the anti of like there's got there's like it's the like it was the reverse of well like here like a movie like Schindler's List I'm never gonna want to watch Schindler's List again I actually had to see it twice because I watched it with someone who hadn't seen it. Mm. It's an intense experience that I don't want to relive. 
You know, and there's a lot of good movies. Like I don't want I don't want to re-see uh I, I don't want to re-see uh Get Out. Yeah. You know, ever again. I saw it once. It was brilliant. One of the best movies I've ever seen like in a long time. Probably you know, like probably top probably probably top 10 movies I've ever seen in my life as far as just brilliantly done, excellent movie, you know, but I'm never going to watch it again probably because right. it's an experience I don't want to go through. Meanwhile, this bullshit like this, it's like something I'm willing to watch even though I don't like it and I don't think it's good. Yeah. And I, I can't explain it's, it because it doesn't it doesn't require a lot of emotional investment. I guess not. It's it's close to what um, the We Hate Movies podcast has a thing where they talk about hangover movies. Yeah. Like, but those are usually like bad slow action movies that you can watch on TNT with lots of commercials, and you can kind of fall asleep and wake back up during yeah. you know when you're really hungover. Like, I guess it's kind of like that, but I, I like it's just a weird thing where it's like I'm willing to watch it, and I, even though I think it's a piece of trash, I I don't like it. Yeah, but yeah, and Allie. Was it worth watching? Oh, this is a hard answer because having never seen it yet, loving and having seen the original so many times, and I saw the 2016. Uh, Which was pretty good. Well, I, I liked it, yeah. I think it was a solid B, B+. I thought it was a solid B, B+, plus too. Me too. Yeah. And so in general, I, honestly, like, I, I was, I remember not being excited to see it because even back then, I had the same opinion that you have why would you make a sequel of this movie like why you don't what's wrong i was just making sure the the waveform looked really small i was it, like it, please it was, tell me it was actually no recording. it was okay, small cool. last time too okay cool um <laughs> it, it, it my concern my 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 concern was that it, this isn't this isn't meant for another movie it wasn't meant for a sequel so unless somebody came back to me and said oh my god it was the best thing i've ever seen there was no reason right you yeah. know what I mean? even back then i was like i don't have any reason to see this so seeing it but i didn't even how about this i didn't realize until we watched it not only does everybody come back like every all the main yeah. characters come back but Ivan Reitman also directed same. it. Yeah, it's so everyone's the same people. So, there's so no it should have there's been no reason for it to be as, as bad, bad as it is. is. And I think other that, than the fact that I don't think it should have been made. So, and because of that reason, they weren't right. They, you couldn't make a you can't make a soap purse out of a sow's ear. So 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 my issue is so yes, it was worth watching one time. Yeah. Because I needed to like understand this right. completion in a way that I did not like not like in my you know where I have to listen to everything from the very beginning or read a book from the you know be, or watch a show from the very beginning you know and, and spoilers, I, I know those instincts it, yeah it's not like that it's not the completest in me it's that more just that, oh I saw it good it's, yeah, yeah it's more like oh well that was a thing I should probably yeah, see yeah and, and also point. it's like you never know like with, with something like that some people like this movie and well uh, and you said that and, and I was really surprised yeah some people like this movie like most people don't think it's be- no, no one thinks it's better okay. but some people say it's almost as good they're wrong but they, like they think that and like so you know like I get it like I should probably watch this and make a decision for myself and not just trust that right. it sucks because here's the thing if someone had told me not to see Gremlins 2 the new batch because it was stupid and described it to me using literal truths about it it's it could sound like the stupidest fucking movie in the world and I love Gremlins 2 the new batch I think it's brilliant I actually saw it in the theater so like yeah. I, you know there was no you couldn't like you know like but had I not seen it there's a chance I would have avoided seeing it and missed a, missed a thing that I think is a brilliant, subversive, right. like, fun, insane sequel. Right. You know? But instead, Ghostbusters 2 is not not as badass, but similar to like, more like a Caddyshack 2, where it's like, whoa, hmm. what an incredibly misguided, terrible... Yeah, don't. 
don't. I'm not even going to use it for MMIS. It's not worth it. It's basically the same as Caddyshack, but not as good. Uh, and Caddyshack isn't as good as we remember it. It no, doesn't hold up. No, it's not. It's a, no. There's, it's a, there's a lot of crap in it. There's a lot of crap. And before we, before we wrap it up, by the way, I just wanted, I didn't want to interrupt your, your thought with this, but when you asked me what I was looking at on the waveform, this means we, we are, like, we are on episode, official episode 49. We have a couple of bonus episodes. So we've actually done more than 50 yeah. episodes of this show. And then we've got also a, you know, a couple of, uh, like, we've got, like, you know, like, quite a few great, uh, Hard Grace Night episodes. But this marks, like, probably roughly the 60th podcast episode together where I have looked at something and you've actually interrupted the podcast to ask me what I'm doing despite the fact that literally no one had to know I was checking something out and you could have just kept talking <laughs> like if you had a, if you had like a radio show you'd be like hey is that coffee or something when someone walks by like that'd be you'd be talking to everyone in the crew instead of actually like like just talking to the mic I just want to point that out like you have mastered the art of like like stopping the flow of everything because my, my dumb ass is trying to look at something okay. else. Okay, but can I also point this out? If you had not just made this huge big thing about it just now, we probably could have edited that out. Oh, I don't edit though. You yeah. know, that. I'm the editor. All I do is get all all I ever do is get rid of anything in the red zone, and I only started doing that like 15 episodes ago. So um, this is episode 49, and and John did say that we we do have an episode 50 coming up, which is we going to have be, a plan for it that we're plan. hoping we we have a very short amount of time to like sort this plan out. Yes, uh, unless you end up waiting another year. Oh, no. <laughs> but do not. we we've had a plan for this for like. Almost year. two years, yeah, for, no longer. It's been longer, yeah. No, this has been our plan for a while, and it may not work. And if it doesn't work, then here's the thing: if it doesn't work, then we are definitely going to be. You're going to see something like like labyrinth. Yeah, right. <laughs> if like if if it's like episode fifty, labyrinth. Yeah. Then congratulations, we we we, our, we failed our, on that. Our, yeah. It, yeah, it has to be it has to be a movie we've both seen or, yeah. or neither, or of, us neither of us have seen. Yeah, so it, like yeah, it'll, it'll like. But if uh if it does work, it, we've got kind of a, a an interesting little way like offbeat thing to try with. You it. know something we didn't have to talk too much about in this particular movie is there wasn't a lot of problematic things about it well i mean yeah. there were a few yeah i mean yeah i mean like there's a there's a little bit of an edge to like some of the like the portrayal of Janos is yes. a little like a little like but it like because he's not any specific ethnicity or or, right. or culture it's more just broad, broad silliness sex, sexism and yeah like a little bit a little bit of sex there's a little bit of the sexism uh, again Peter is irritating in a way that just you know he's, he's kind of gross you know but yeah it's like it's not it's not as rapey it's not as rapey and it's not as yeah. Racist? Not as racist. It, I mean, it uh, it does its best to kind of ignore Winston. Well, but, it's, yeah, he, he becomes tokenized. But but he was kind of tokenized in the first. Well, one. exactly. That's my point. I mean, he didn't get like enough. you would think they would have learned their lesson. Back no, you would have think that. No, no, they would not. You know. No. Yeah. I mean, I will say this: the one thing that I think the uh, the 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 2016 Ghostbusters did was they made. They they used Leslie Jones as I mean it sucked that they still made Leslie Jones the one without a doctorate yeah you know but they did make her the one with street smarts who actually like helped these like like clueless academic types like negotiate the world you know in some way that like I feel like they could have done at least if Winston's going to be the outsider. You know, they could have done more. I get it. He's yeah. not Eddie Murphy. But Eddie Murphy wasn't going to play Winston. No, he Eddie was Murphy was going to play the Vinkman yeah, character. Yeah, he was going to play Bill Murray. Yeah. But, um, you know, but, but go ahead and watch the movies that made us if you really want that. We're not here yeah. to do that. Um, 
You know, so that's our that's our Ghostbusters yeah. <laughs> episode. Um, I guess um, we are trying to come back, folks. We are. We really are. Allie's, Allie's trying to make me also do Hard Grey's Night. Please, please try to talk her out of it. Please don't. I mean, maybe we'll do a whole episode on the fact that poor old Justin Chambers is no longer going to be a uh, character. I think he left of his own accord, but they'll probably murder his character because that's, that's what they do on the show. Um, so anyway... Yeah, we still exist. Apparently, uh, we still have hosting. We didn't accidentally forget to pay that, which means we we spent quite a bit of money to do nothing with this website last year, by this podcast last year. Holy sad. Yeah, we are, our website is a match, oh no, no A, no, just no a. matchmadeinspace.com. Um, Lord knows no one ever need, no one ever sends us anything, but God, if you ever want to send us mail, uh, we could do a mailbag ses- session that no one ever does at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Um, yeah, who we, knows? We could read your email on the air. We'll probably read your tweets too. Yeah, we would. Uh, you tweet us. Like, I mean, we do usually we if someone does yeah. say anything to us, which is rare because we haven't existed in forever. Um, but um, we are found on Twitter, and hopefully, we'll actually be updating it again at MMIS Podcast. And uh, you can find Allie at A L I underscore Goodman. That's at Allie Goodman. Um, and you can find me at Hitler Puncher. And I don't know if there's anything else to say. It's I been mean, a long time definitely, since we did an episode. Definitely know Sober. that we will be. Yeah, definitely know that we will be uh, updating Hard Grey's Night as well. So if you're uh, not a fan, or talk her out of it. If you're not a fan of Hard Grey's Night yet, I highly recommend that you join. Oh, uh, Matchmade in Space is also on Facebook. Matchmade in Space is on Facebook. So is uh, Hard Grey's Night. And and by the way, if you don't know, Hard Grey's Night is, I don't know why you wouldn't. You probably know and and are avoiding it by like a smart person. But Hard Grey's Night is the podcast where Allie forces me to watch an episode of of Grey's Anatomy (laughs) and talk about it, much like this. Um, I am very resentful about this fact, especially since I've already seen literally every episode of Grey's Anatomy ever made because of Allie, and uh, she makes me watch it every 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 Thursday that it runs. Um, I, the show is the jo- the show has now jumped so many sharks; it's like shark checkers. Yes, uh, it is. Like, it's great though. Like no, it isn't. Yes. Uh, so like the cast is turned over like sixteen times. There's only like three original cast members left, <laughs> um, and uh, you know I'm I'm in hell. But if you want to watch that, uh, listen to that. Uh, you know you can find that. It's also. really fun to watch to listen to him be in hell. No, it's, it's really not. I'm just bitter. Um, anyway, that's that's it. We've we've talked far too much. This is far a very long much. episode. Very long episode. Um, it was our well, comeback episode. Uh, it took three parts to finish. Um, you know, you know, comebacks don't have to be that long. I mean, I guess, I guess nowadays we rebooted. It, you know, like all all, rebooted. all modern rebooted. Hollywood reboots, it's yes. you know, three hours long. Um, <laughs> God, that wasn't that funny. Well, now you're going to pretend it was a talk. <clears throat> no, it was. No, no, I made you laugh. Um, anyway, um, I guess you I guess would normally say I would normally end this podcast. I'm waiting for you to do are so. You, are you trying to like wrap it up so that I yeah, say something? Yeah, did you not see me? Uh, ma- no, that was a that was a jerking. It was off a jerking off moment. Yeah. All right. This is a match made in space. Signing off. Adios. That's what I say, right? Adios. Adios. (laughs) I knew it. I was kidding. No, thank you. We're going to have to cut this pause out. They're not going to register it. Ruiner of all things.